Blog Talk Radio. When something happens in South Central Los Angeles, nothing happens. It's just another nigga dead, 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 dead. Straight out of Compton, crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. From the gang called niggas with attitudes. When I'm called off, I got a sword off. Squeeze the trigger and body's all hauled off. You too, boy, if you fuck with me. The police are gonna have to come and get me off your ass. That's how I'm going out. For the punk motherfuckers that's showing out. Niggas fuck the mumble, they wanna rumble. Mix them and cook them in a pot like gumbo. Sakai and I've seen her against Disco Machine. Um, both 
definitely different style matchups and stuff, but uh, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have Nikki on, and I'm also working on a third guest, um, which if he if he comes on the show, I already have him confirmed to do a show. I just don't have a date confirmed. If I can get the fourth confirmed, it will be a birthday gift for me. So for those of you that are you know loyal listeners of the show, uh, you'll you'll understand you know where that would be a gift for me. Um, in the first hour, um, we will be joined by Dr. Keith Lipinski, um, public relations dude for uh, Big Vision Entertainment Wrestling Division, and he's also uh, a member of the Figure4Online.com uh, staff. He does an audio show and all kinds of. Dr. Keith is just Dr. Keith. Um, and in the second hour, we'll be joined by SoCal indie legend. I call him a legend because, you know, I mean, he broke in, you know, Rev Pro back in the day, uh, Disco Machine. Uh, he's out of retirement. He's doing some work uh, down in Southern California. He worked the XPW show this past weekend, and he's also been, he worked for uh, Fog City Wrestling as well at their last show where he worked uh, New York Knockout Nikki. So, uh, yeah, Disco Machine will be on the second hour. Um, Keith is a little delayed. He's um, in a press conference, so he'll be calling in. Um, soon enough. Uh, what's going to happen is for for uh, both hours, we're going to have open phone lines. Fuck it. You know, if you guys are listening, you want to call in, you got questions, or you just want to talk or something, uh, the call-in number is area code 347-215-7946. Um, call in. You know, I mean, shit, we'll talk about, you know, pretty much anything you want to talk about. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to the Dave Meltzer's uh, Wrestling Observer website. And for some news, we have the WWE has posted on Hot Jobs that they're looking for a referee. Responsibilities are to referee matches, provide guidance, direction, and feedback to wrestlers and management, maintain a high level of spectator enthusiasm by ensuring continuity. I can never get that word. And I went to college of wrestling matches to apply the rules of wrestling. Four years of experience is required. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Um, congratulations are in order. Um, Dennis Condry and Bobby Eaton were inducted into the National Wrestling Alliance Hall of Fame. Um, or they'll be going into the Hall of Fame uh, in Atlanta. They'll be going in with uh, Iron Cheek and Tommy Rich, which is pretty cool. Um, I like that it's a separate entity uh, than the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, the WWE Hall of Fame does hold hold water, but it's not not that much. And also, uh, credit goes to Dr. Keith Lipinski for that little piece of news. Excuse me while I sip my coffee here. Excuse me. Oh, wow. Excuse me again. Jeez, that's some good coffee. My my wife does make a make good coffee. Um, for those of you that are listening, and if you're in New Zealand of all places, um, the WWE is looking for wrestlers from New Zealand, and they'll be holding tryouts on June 11th in Auckland. Um, Rip Morgan, formerly the flag bearer for the Sheep Herders and uh, half of the Royal Family and whatever else they were called, um, his Kiwi Pro Wrestling will be screening the wrestlers for the tryouts, which is pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Chris Hero was in Australia this past weekend. On Saturday, he beat Rob Matrix 
in Newcastle, and on Sunday in Sydney, he lost to a very large gentleman named Blackstone in a four-man main event with Obi Cartel and Trick Davis. Wow, that's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, this, the results of this show, it's an independent show that was in Kennesaw, Georgia. Um, credit for this goes to uh, Still Real to Me, damn it, Mr. David Wills. Uh, this looks pretty looks like a pretty good card. Um, in the opener, J-Rod defeated Frankie Valentine. Then Rob Adonis defeated the Russian. And David Young and Elix Giver defeated Frankie Valentine and Lamar. And in the main event, Buff Bagwell and Rick Steiner defeated Raven and the Barbarian. Wow, interesting. Uh, we do have some MMA news here. Um, Nam Fan against Billy Evan- Evangelista has been added to the June 27th Strike Force show in San Jose, uh, which is headlined by Gilbert Melendez defending the lightweight title against Josh Thompson, which is going to be a damn good fight. And Bobby Southworth defending the light heavyweight title against Anthony Ruiz. Um, this is going to be fun. Um, Nam Fan is a really good fighter. Um, really, really good. Keep your eyes on him. Um, I'm not sure if Elite XC has really locked him up with a with a longer-term contract, but uh, they need to. If not, you know, UFC needs to you know, pick this guy up. He's really fun. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, this Saturday, uh, Elite XC will be making their debut on CBS, so that's going to be quite interesting. And um, I didn't even know this, but there is a WWE pay-per-view this Sunday. Just goes to show you, uh, you know how well, you know, how well I follow their product. Um, oh wow! Um, tonight at Arena Mexico, um, it's Fan Appreciation Day. Um, for CMLL, and uh, the main event is Mystico, Shocker, and Blue Panther against Ultimo Guerrero, Ray Bucanero, and the former Tarzan boy, Toscano, who is bald. He lost his hair this past weekend. Uh, that looks to be a fun six-man. Um, Mystico, Shocker, and Blue Panther doesn't get any better than that. Uh, Blue Panther's really fun. Um, we had, uh, on the show yesterday, we had Mike Quackenbush on for 40-some-odd minutes. Um, I would personally love to see a Blue Panther Mike Quackenbush match. Um, I, uh, Blue Panther has been been called the Mexican equivalent of Dean Malenko. He's that type of a mat based worker. Um, I think it be, could be fun if you know if you you get that booked. Um, this past Saturday night in Concord, California, up here. Uh, the West Coast Wrestling Alliance drew 55 fans. Adam Thornstow, the Reno scum legend himself, won a battle royal. Shane Dynasty defeated Mike Rain. Wow. Shane doesn't wrestle too much. He's usually the mouthpiece for the scum. But And Ravishing Riz defeated Elliot Fox. U.S. Steel and Mother Truck and Otis defeated the Channel Surfers. Mother Truck and Otis is just awesome. He is so fun. I, I love that gimmick. Uh, the Bad Apples defeated the Mafia. Um... I'm not sure if that would be uh, Pogo the Clown, a.k.a. Uh, Joe Applebaum or not, but no, it couldn't be because uh, Big Joe was uh, working the XPW show Saturday night. So, um, Rick Luxury defeated Adam Thornstow. Luster the Legend defeated Little Chupacabra. That's got to be a mismatch because Luster is is rather large gentleman and Chupi is really small. So it just, I don't know, probably didn't look right, but... Yeah, you never know, because they're both pretty good. I like Lester. 
on anything to do with the Reno scum. I love it. The the New Age Freebirds. On the next Pro Wrestling Gorilla show on June 8th, which is my birthday, but I will be off on a houseboat. Um, in Reseda at the American Legion Hall, Jack Evans and Roderick Strong will be defending the PWG tag titles against the team of Chris Hero and Necro Butcher. Whoa, could be fun. Uh, we have Austin Aries against El Generico. Brandon Bonham, a friend of the show, will be taking on Davey Richards. That's going to be a really good match. Um, hopefully Brandon can – well, you know, I'm pretty sure Brandon can keep up with, with Davey. Davey's just an intense motherfucker. Um, and we have Scott Loft and Joey Ryan taking on the NWA World Tag Team Champions in a non-title match, uh, Zokri and Phoenix Star, Los Luchas, which should be fun. Um, Scott Loft is just on, on an unbelievable roll. Uh, he's just been tearing it up uh, left and right. Um, we do have news um, as far as uh, I discussed Akuta Hadaka yesterday from Zero One uh, being in the States. Um, he has pulled out from the rest of his June U.S. tour due to family illness. He said that he would come to the U.S. later this year. Well, and for the dates, uh, Blue Mini will replace him for 3K on June 2nd in... Maple Shade, New Jersey, at Laurel Lanes and Brewster's Pub. Ricky Reyes will now face Lindsay Dorado on that show. Wow. That's a good match, Ricky Reyes and Lindsay Dorado. And uh, the show is headlined by Ricky Landell and the man who is still alive and kicking, King Kalua, against Kid America and Steve Carino. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing that King Kalua is still working. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's see here. Okay, I would like to welcome to the show the good doctor, Dr. Keith. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. How about yourself, KZ? Uh, not bad, not bad. Just running down the news and, you know, how was, uh, how was your conference call? Uh, conference call with Asia was very, very well. Uh it was the first conference call where I actually had to, had to speak a lot, and uh, no one the hell in Asia knows who Kenta Kobashi is or the new company I work at. So really. <laughs> it's quite it's quite disheartening because, of course, I I would have picture that, of course, you know, everyone in the Asia conference call wanted to ask me about Hulk Hogan. So <laughs> tremendous. I I don't know if you heard it, but um, Akuta Hadaka of Zero One Max has pulled out of his the rest of his June tour. That sucks. I actually, actually, I didn't have a conference call. I was just still crying about that because he was actually going to be performing at AAW All-American Wrestling Berwyn this weekend. I was actually going to be able to see him. Of course, that is no longer the case. So I'm, I'm just, um, I'm very crestfallen. And watching Mike Knox on ECW is not really helping this crestfallenness. Even though every week it seems Mike Knox is becoming more and more like the Berserker, which is a good thing. Well, there you go. I, I can't stomach that stuff, and you know what? I'm I'm not like Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer. I don't get paid to watch that shit. I get paid to do a radio show. No, that's that. There you go. That's right. There you go. See, sponsor, you know. Sponsors are a good thing, Doc. They're they're a good thing. Sponsorship is always a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. I wish I had sponsors right now that I could talk about, but I don't. So I could talk about some of the former sponsors of the Pressy Power Hour of the Dr. Keith Show, like, you know, battle-wonderland.com or pressydvdsource.com. And all I wish is Zach was here to have the background music in the background. 
is really like oh, the background music is. The memories, no. the memories, Doc, the good old days. The good old. You know what was weird? What was really, really weird is uh, I was in uh, I was in Florida a few weeks ago for that big uh, that big event they do every year, uh, the Ring of Honor shows, and uh, WrestleMania oh. time. And uh, and I, I ran into Mr. Saint Laurent, uh, you know, infamous uh, Florida prankster, good friend of Teddy Hart's, and. Uh, you know, I, he knew who I was. I didn't know who he was at first until he told me. And I was like, holy shit, you know, it's, it's good to meet you. I've heard, heard a lot about you and such. And he was telling me that basically the old PPH shows were his soundtrack during his college career. And, and part of me just got a lot of really just good, warm, fuzzy feelings when I heard that. Where I was like, wow, that, this, is, this is, you know, like I, I think of my college years and listening to like a lot of Nirvana and Screeching Weasel and where he used his college years listening to a lot of me. So that was sort of cool and weird at the same time. But it was a little bit of both. Do, do you ever miss the PPH? Uh, I, miss, I miss working on 12-hour radio shows, yeah. Uh, I, I do. I do because I actually, you know, since leaving the PPH for non-greener pastures of my own show, uh, I don't really watch as much Japan wrestling as I used to. And uh, unlike Mike, who always has watched the same amount of Japan wrestling, which is none, uh, because he's too busy betting on every sport he can find. I mean, I, I, I didn't even know that there were sports that you could bet on, but Mike does. So uh, I, I guess I, I miss dealing with Mike, and, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I miss that part of it. It's sort of weird now when I, like, you know, am, am cruising websites, and I look impressive power isn't there anymore. And... Uh, it just, it's just—it's yeah. sort of a little part of me gets a little sad when I see it, you know. But as soon as this MMA fad dies, I bet it's going to be back. <laughs> it's going to happen any second now. You just watch. <laughs> oh boy. Well, did you get a chance to uh, to watch the UFC from this past weekend? I I, I did not. Uh, I did lose a a bet. Uh, for those of you that have not watched it yet, I, I do want uh, to spoil it. But I basically predicted uh, wrongly in the Vandalay Silva fight and uh, gave a $20 bill to my good friend, Sal, who was in the front row, who didn't want to be spoiled on the show, but the look on his face, whereas Necro Butcher and Supreme were doing spots over light tubes and spots over barbed wire light tube tables, that I just sitting there with the ring bell in one hand and the uh, XPW, uh, I believe, King of the Deathmatch title under the other arm, and giving him twenty bucks in there and saying, "I hope you're happy now, bitch." Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know why. I don't know why I picked Keith Jardine. I think it was because I've just been really disappointed with Vandalay Silva over the last few years, and more importantly, I was predicting the Dean of Mean because he has, without a doubt, one of the worst nicknames in the history of uh, any combat sport. And I'm not even talking like pro wrestling and stuff like that. I mean, it really, the Dean Amin is up there with the reflection of perfection, Sean Stasiak. Or was that Mark Jindrak? Like it matters. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, the Vanderlei Silva-Keith Jardine fight was a pick em, as far as I was concerned. Um, the, the true winners were the fans. You know, they, they got to see that, that bloodthirsty pride fighter again. And uh, I was like, okay, this is exactly what the UFC needed. That's exactly yeah. what they needed. Um, now they're going to put the screws to uh, Vanderlei and Chuck again. You know, and they're going to draw a shitload of money doing it, and it's going to make uh, some good TV. 
you know, if they decide to uh, to go that route. Either but, that or, or about a month or so before the pay-per-view, uh, the top three fights, all the guys will get injured, and they'll do the first ever UFC three-way dance. So either way, it's a win-win. <laughs> Man. And, and more importantly, more importantly, it seems lately, because UFC has been having sort of a problem. Well, it doesn't really have sort of a problem. It's just basically too many fucking guys want to fight for UFC. There are too many, too many guys coming in that want to sit there and walk in the octagon. So I really think that they should do more. You know, it seems that guys lose fights and then they're gone, or the guys lose on the ultimate fighter and they're gone, which I have no problem with whatsoever. But at the same time, I really think UFC should think about some pro wrestling type style wackiness and do more loser leaves town matches, or at least announce them. Because we know, we know that this is someone's last fight, and you know. We know that this is Tito's last fight. Wouldn't it have been more dramatic if he couldn't come back to the octagon anymore? So, and, and, and by the way, I have not seen I have not seen any of the UFC. I, I plan on watching it hopefully sometime tomorrow. But uh, the only thing that I've seen of UFC was a picture in I think it was in the Chicago Sun Times yesterday. It was a color picture of uh, Tito's uh, girlfriend and star of uh, uh, Jenna loves Brianna and Jenna loves Jenna. Uh, the lovely, or once lovely, Jenna Jameson, who was actually looking less alien-like. And I, by alien, I don't mean uh, anything from the uh, Indiana Jones film. But uh, anyway, she was booing, but the way that she was holding her hands in front of her mouth like he was booing makes me think that Mr. Ortiz is packing some quite powerful uh, punishment down his pants. There you go. She is disgusting. She is disgusting-looking. I Because I... I, I I think Jenna Jameson, I think the blue movie, and that was her, her critically acclaimed movie, and God, she was just so hot in the Howard Stern movie, you know, and she now she looks sickly, and but we, I'm not going to spoil any of it, but let's, I'm just going to tell you this, Doc, it's a hell of a show, and it's worth, worth ordering the replay. That's yeah, all I'm I, 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 would, I would say that if you had a chance to watch Judgment Day, or if you had a chance to watch this, I would say that this is probably the one you're going to pick. Of course, then you can go, of course, the good route and purchase the Ring of Honor pay-per-view on Friday. And uh, you better purchase it now because this is the only time you'll ever be able to see it. And, and be careful because Sean Radican might give it a 10.10.10.0. So, <laughs> greatest pay-per-view around ever. You know, it's like, there's got to be shows that aren't that great, guys. You know, don't get me wrong. These pay-per-views are all, all nifty, I bet. Has has ROH put on a stinker pay per view yet? I would say that uh, that's not worth the I ten bucks. I wouldn't say yeah. I, I would say every pay per view that they've done has been worth ten bucks. The uh, the one with uh, undeni- undeniable with um, the title change. That one was was an okay show. Like that one out of all of them was probably my least favorite of the pay per view variety. But uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to you know seeing uh, my good friend Tyler Black become a star. And you know, more importantly, I, I'm really happy because really the spoiler tags have been so taken off the show. So, yeah. cool. So, um, what's do you have the lineup in front of you, Duck? You seem to be uh, the man with the plan. Uh, of the ROH different. show? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I could actually pull that up for a second. Uh, of course, they, the show is going to start with a four-corner survival match, which, you know, is an ROH tradition. Uh, and uh, this one looks to be quite, quite, quite dandy. It's going to see, of course, 
such fine men as Claudio Castagnoli, Delirious, uh, pro wrestling Noah's Go Shizaki, and Tyler Black battling. And the winner of this match, of course, will get a title shot in the main event of the pay-per-view. So right there, I, I think you have some interesting matchups. You know, Shizaki and Castagnoli, that's, that's, that could be a main event uh, on any show in a recreation center. Uh, Delirious Tyler Black could be a lot of fun as well. No, these, these are four guys that I think are, are basically on the cusp, and Delirious has mm-hmm. been on, on the cusp for a while, and especially since he figured out how to tie a tie and, more importantly, hide a rose behind his back. Uh, I think I, I, I would say that Delirious would be my pick here, but I know who wins. So, Well, you know, that, that match is, is it's, it's a true contender's match because any of the four you know, could step in and, and be a, a credible challenger. And, and that, it's pretty cool that they, they have four solid guys that they could build up like that. Um, oh, yeah. got to give it to yeah. Dave. You know, yeah, he's, I, he's built challengers, you know. <laughs> he's doing he's, his job. He's, he's, he's built some challengers sometimes, but there's other times where I, I feel that challengers could be built a little bit better. I think, I think Claudio was built as a strong challenger. I think Kevin Steen was sort of, but by the time he got his first, like I guess, I guess the first match, like people might have believed that he could have done it. The second match, it seemed like the crowd was dead and didn't care. So, mm. you know, I, 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 think, I think one of the things you have to think about Ring of Honor in the last few years is the fact that so much of it has been dependent on those world tag team titles. And it seems the world tag team titles are, you know, basically the big belts there, as opposed to it seems more emphasis is put on them than the ROH world title. So, you know, thankfully with, you know, when Briscoe gone because of doing, you know, loop-de-loops off of a Kawasaki Ninja onto a plate full of glass, uh, you know, they're basically going to, you know, definitely have to make some changes to the tag team division. So this is the time, of course, to bring up that ROH World Heavyweight Champion and, of course, Nigel McGuinness uh, has had a decent reign so far, but he definitely needs, you know, some challengers that are really going to make his reign something special. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that one. <clears throat> now, um, did you get a chance to see um, Ibushi when he was in the country? Oh, yes. Yes, I saw Ibushi. Well, what, what do you versus... think of him? I loved him. I mean, I, I literally... Uh, you know, I literally enjoyed the hell out of him. Uh, he had a match with El Generico in Chicago that was fantastic. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 it was cool because I never heard a crowd, some people saying boring, and then becoming super, super loud towards the end. And they really put on just a great demonstration of, you know, flippy pro wrestling, him and El Generico. So I'm, I'm a Bushi fan. I'm very upset about his uh, leg injury, but, you know, what are you gonna do? I think he broke his ankle and was out of the out of the DDT tournament for PWG a few weeks ago. So, but what are you gonna he do? Was, he was he was replaced by El Blazer, which you know El Blazer, no matter what gimmick he he's using, he he just tore it up and and the, and I was I was preaching the week the week before I, I told Scorpio Sky on the air I said stick your head out the curtain and watch this guy fly. Um, I know you've you've seen some of El Blazer some incarnation of him. Um, I'd like to see him go on a, a lengthier stay here, you know, dip into Chikara a little bit. I think he would he would be fun over there. Um, you, you've seen some of El Blazer, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, what, what do you think of that guy? I like him. 
I, I think I think he's one of those guys that is sort of, you know, in one of those roles where he definitely is an up and cover, and that I think he's going to really show. You know, he's he's basically. I would say right now the hype machine is working very fine on Blazer and also for Kota Bushi after the performances that we've seen from them over the last few weeks. So, you know, I, I think I think outside of AAA uh, right now and some of the guys they got there, the hype machine is definitely rolling on those two guys. Yeah. Is uh, Have you heard any, any, uh, any announcement of Jack Evans going back to Dragon Gate? I haven't heard I have anything. Not, he just I have not because because he's actually moving. Thing. He's actually moving down to Mexico. Uh, I believe oh, he next is. week. He agreed to move. Okay, yeah, he agreed to move. Last he's I heard going he was thinking to. about it. Okay. Yes, I, I I spent some time with Mr. Evans. We we discussed uh, our favorite works of uh, Mozart, uh, also okay. the history of briefcases in wrestling, which was a fantastic contest, and more importantly white boy afros in pro wrestling. So we had we had some good talks. But yeah, he's basically he's basically going to be moving down to Mexico for a considerable amount of time. Basically based out of Mexico City. So he he's basically right now it seems like his his big thing is going to be doing the tours for uh for triple A. So well good yeah. for him. Hopefully uh Teddy doesn't fuck this up for him. Well, you know, the, the sad thing is, unfortunately, you know, Teddy was booked on a Jersey All-Pro show this week, and, uh, you know, AAA, unfortunately, heard about this as well and was wondering Teddy's logic in booking himself when he had an afternoon show in Mexico and an evening show uh, somewhere uh, in New Jersey. So really, ready, the Teddy Hart geography is not as good as his high-flying skills. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So have you uh, have you seen much of Jack and Teddy in AAA? Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen I, I've seen some of their stuff and uh, I like it. It's fun. Uh, I, I I you know like you know get, don't get me wrong. I want to see them up against different types of opponents. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's sort of weird because they're towards the top of the card already, but they're facing you know chess man. They're facing guys that necessarily I, I don't want to see them up against. You know, if they were you know. Like I, I think they're going to be having some matches coming up with you know some of the guys in AAA that can really really go like guys that I think are on their level when it comes to you know flippiness and just good timeness. So if good timeness is a word. So uh, but I mean the the tag that I saw was with uh, Charlie Manson Jr. and Chessman uh, was good because they were in it and I, I definitely like uh, Jack Evans as a heel down there and his heelish move to show them how he masturbates. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not a fan of AAA. I I haven't liked AAA since the boom, but but since Teddy and Jack uh, first showed up in January, I started to watch. Now I'm watching weekly, or at least their matches. Um, I, I can't stomach anything else. It's just not my thing. Um, I'm more of a traditionalist as far as Lucha's concerned, um, and I don't like the the wacky shit that that. Uh, Conan tends to book, but I'll tell you, those guys as a team, Teddy and Jack down there are just amazing. And the thing is, they're 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 not doing more than they have to. In other words, they're not making the guys look bad that they're in there with. So they're doing business, which is a surprise as far as I'm concerned for Teddy. Jack has always been a professional. Teddy, on the other hand, Teddy being the goof that he is. But you know they they they're working with people and and 
hopefully this is a sign of of, of Teddy maturing. Um, what do you think of that? Uh, you know, I, I would like to think so, but then you hear the stories about stuff like, you know, stuff about double booking yourself, you know, and like you're sort of like, well, okay, come on, man, you have to, you have to like, you know, it seems that, that Teddy basically will always have his, you know, head on the, you know, I, I'm, I'm a WWE guy. I mean, I, I, I should be wrestling here, there, and everywhere. So, I mean, I would like to think that Teddy's matured and stuff, but I don't necessarily, I don't see it happening yet. And I think it's going to take about a year or so to sort of undo everything that he's done, you know. That, that's, just, yeah. that's just my thought on it. It's a shame because the kid has got so much talent, and it's, he's very believable. And he's, he's very, very old now. The that's, the, that's the thing you have to remember, the fact that, like, he's been doing this now for quite a while, and, you know, He's he's not the spring chicken that he was when he was you know accidentally jumping off of scramble cages. You yeah. Know? Think how many think how many years ago that was. That was one oh three. Yeah. Yeah. That Jeez, was a, five years. Yeah, that was a long time ago. So. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I'm just, I'm just saying um, we're all getting old, man. I would like to welcome to the show the world famous Scorpio Sky. What's going on, Scorp? Hey, man. What's up with you? Not much, just uh, shooting the poop with Dr. Keith. Um, I wanted to have you on the air because I would like to congratulate you on your upcoming match for the NWA World Heavyweight title with Adam Pierce. Wow, you know, that's that, that blown away, you know, how things were happening. We were just talking about it, what, a week ago or something? Yeah. yeah. And uh, now it's happening, you know, that's pretty amazing. Hey, what's up to uh, Dr. Keith? It's always a pleasure to be able to speak with him. How's he doing? I'm doing well, Scorp. Uh, I want to definitely congratulate you on bringing back the mask this weekend at the XPW Cold Day and Hell Show. And more importantly, I want to thank you for uh, not being able to see your penis as we film something. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, bringing back the mask didn't really work out for me, obviously, as you could tell. But uh, hopefully I'll make up for it. And, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to be the NWA World Heavyweight Champion pretty soon. So. Big things are coming. You know, Scorp, uh, what's trippy is, you know, you and I, we were discussing that on the air, and I spoke to uh, the gentleman that's putting on the match. I spoke to Jeff Dino today, and he said that's the match that he was working on. He just had to had to get it, get it, you know, get it cemented. And it's kind of weird that, you know, we were talking about it while he was working on it. But, yeah, very know, weird. I, I mean, is, is it is it solid yet? Is it rock solid yet? I don't it's know if it's better. It is good. It's set. It's, it's set. set. Hey, that sounds the good date to me. Man. Is June June seventeenth? If I remember. June seventeenth. I believe I thought it was June twenty first. Let me look at my calendar here. It, yep, June twenty first. That's correct. June twenty first. Oceanside Boys and Girls Club. There's going to be a new NWA World Heavyweight Champion on June twenty first. Wow! Awesome. Get the record books ready. Break them out. I'm very optimistic. I'm very optimistic. I'm trying to think when the last time the NWA had an African American uh, World Heavyweight Champion, and uh, God, I'm I'm was trying. It Bo- to... Bobo Brazil or something? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it was that long. You know, I, I I would think I would think that. Uh, you know, like I I think Scorpio Sky definitely has a num- great number of tools. I, I, the guy, the guy's multi-talented. I mean, this guy can sing. This guy, I, 
He can sort of dance. I mean, I, I, I think I'm still a better dancer than him. But uh, I'm a phenomenal dancer. Oh, they, oh I, I think next time I'm out in L.A., I think we're going to have to have that dance-off. Except I'm like, ready you know, for it. <laughs> won't have a piece of cardboard, man, because I don't, I don't roll on cardboard. But, uh, no, uh, no, Scorp, that, that, uh, you and Adam Pierce, uh, I'm just watching, I, I just watch out for Al, Adam Pierce because I know he's full of tomfoolery, you know. That's true. That's true. I've heard that about him. I've heard he's full of tomfoolery. I will watch out for that, though. I'm, I'm going to go pick up my special book of tomfoolery. I'm going to learn all the tricks and watch out for them all. Wow. All right, Scorp, thanks for calling in, brother. I just I wanted you to call in so I can you know congratulate you on the air because I know this was this is a, a special match. Um, hopefully you, you tear it up, and uh, you guys will be able to see it probably a couple weeks after the show. Uh, you can get that at WrestleWarehouse.com. Cheap plug, my sponsors. But hey, you know they pay the bills. But most definitely, man. I I I got more things to work for now. I got a big big title match coming up. I just left the gym. I think I'm gonna turn around and go right back to it. Well, there you go. Actually, you know, uh, why don't you go home and watch ECW? Uh, I'll think about it. I got a couple hours. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Take care. All right. Take care. All right. Well, there you go. A little, wow. little bit of something, something. You never know what will happen here. How about, a, how about another call? You want to take another call, Doc? Sure, why not? All right, let's patch in God's gift to pro wrestling, Mr. Alex Saint. What's going on, oh Alex? My. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, my. Call of Scorpio Sky, and I get to talk to Dr. Keith. That's all cool. <laughs> it's really we're the same guy. You just don't really notice it. Have you ever really seen us both at the same place at the same time? No. <laughs> yeah, I you haven't. This Saturday at the XPW show, I wanted to, like, fall down and get injured so I could have Keith, like, operate on me or even, even give me CPR. That'd be kind of cool. You sick fuck. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know the good thing about Alex Saint is the fact I, – I, I love Alex Saint. Alex Saint, every time I see Alex Saint, he's a good guy. Too bad he was sort of a pussy. His friend had to get home, so I couldn't buy him drinks. But, uh, but <laughs> the, the best thing about Alex Saint is uh, his friend anchors away. Uh, Basically, young anchors uh, really, really wants to, uh, you know, basically branch off in the pro wrestling, possibly work Chicago and such. And then he, he had the audacity, and I don't mean the audio program, to insult me for some reason or another. So he will never. I will make sure he can't work the Midwest until he does the anchors away dance, which I invented. Where basically it is basically he's doing the naval salute. He has one hand on his crotch. And he's just doing circles with his hips. So until until I believe his name is Ryan Stone, the the motherfucker. Until he does the anchors away dance, he's going nowhere. He's gonna be stuck down in SoCal hell. <laughs> oh. oh, that's horrible, Keith. That's horrible. It, it, it's even better. It, it's even better if you see me do the dance because there was actually a few times during the show where I would stand up at the timekeeper's table, not on the timekeeper's table, although that would have been more interesting, and I would look at, at Ryan and Alex, who apparently were working security for the show, and apparently working security for the show, met sitting up in the stand and watching it, just in case there was some sort of mad sniper at the you know 700-plus uh, people that were at the show. And, uh, you know, I would just set, stand up and make sure that I, Ryan was looking directly at me and give him the anchors away to heads. So... That anchors away dance, Keith. It looks it looks so much similar to the the loaf ice cream dance. I think he kind of ripped it off. 
No, no, not at all. This is a, did you see the salute that's there? I mean, that's, <laughs> those, those ice creams don't know how to salute. They're too busy being evil and, and dairy delicious and everything else. So They're awesome. Okay, so every time I look on the F4W website, every time a pay-per-view comes up, Dr. Keith always sends up the lineups, and then I would like to announce that this Sunday at One Night Stand, I'll actually be in attendance. So uh, I was wondering if we could go over One Night Stand real quick. Oh, sure. But, I, I, you know, you know, here's the here's the thing about one night stand. There are a number of people saying they're going. It's two weeks away. I don't know what this is going to do. Blank buys and everything else. But really, I mean, this card doesn't look that horrible. Where you know, don't get get me wrong. I like a few weeks between my pay per view, just like my sex. But I mean, like you know, or actually a few minutes. But uh, <laughs> like, I I think that this card has has a little bit of something to offer a lot of people. At the same time, though, I can see people are just like. Man, forty dollars for another damn pay per view. What the, you know? But uh, yeah. you know, you got you got to think about some of the matches that he's got on here. Randy Randall Orton and his awful, 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 awful new theme uh, against Triple H and a rematch of their No Mercy match. Last Man Standing rules. Uh, I was there live in Chicago for their No Mercy match and thought it was fantastic. Uh, but their cage match left something to be desired, and by that I mean blood and excitement. And uh, I, I think this this could be another great match between these two guys. And more importantly, I'll watch it while thinking about Randy Orton's old theme, especially the part where they go and I believe it, I believe that, you know. But uh, guys, what do you think of this this match? What, what's been wrong with Randy Orton's theme? Is he's never, in my opinion, had a theme that that's really matched him. Because like I, I've never liked his theme. They let him use I, it in the Navy. I think what was wrong with our Andy Orton's theme was I, I didn't really like Randy Orton's the hey, nothing you could say theme until I, I heard like he came out and did like a promo and they played his theme twice. And I realized that there's a lot of garbage in his theme. What I mean by that is there's just a lot of lyrics and stuff where you just listen. And it doesn't even seem like they're finishing lyrics or anything like that or it's just like, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, it's sort of like Kane's song, how you just remember the first lyric and nothing else. It's it's just bad that stuff. And now when he came out last night, I was just like, huh, what? Who's that? Who's that young Randy? You know, just bad, 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 bad decision to change his theme right now. I don't, I don't even care about Jeff Hardy because I know he's going to be suspended sooner than or later. So, well, no. so who who has the WrestleMania 24 DVD? I watched the Hall of Fame today, and and that Flair segment was just off the fucking hook. Um, was it the 28 hour version of the Ric Flair? It was, segment? it was full. It was the full version. Nice. Four hours. Wow, that's that's yeah. very cool. Uh, that's just too much. Um, Alex, did you pick up your Mania DVD yet? Yes, and I've watched part of it. Uh, I watched part of the Flair speech. It was it was awesome, awesome stuff. I'd seen most of the, the Hall of Fame already, but the Flair thing is really what I wanted to see. It was it was awesome. I mean, he thought you know makeup people, and he thought pretty much everyone, and that was pretty awesome. Well, it was it was it was cool when he he was putting over Steamboat, and and they panned onto Steamboat, and you see him crying, and it's like, you know, how many times have we seen those guys do? do their thing, you know, either on TV, pay-per-view, um, you know, bootleg house show matches. I mean, Jesus, uh, thousands, I, you know, and, and they never had a bad match. And it, it was just 
the way he was running things down and, and you know the man's still a storyteller and i think there's still a place for him in the business not in the ring but uh, as far as an ambassador um you know on ticket sales uh ticket sales on uh days or whatever i think you know he'd be able to do you know public relations stuff like that um do you think uh either one of you guys could jump in here do you think he's going to be completely out of the limelight no. How do no, I think I think Orton's theme music to Ric Flair. How do how do we make that transition? I'm going to one night stand on Sunday. I wanted to talk about one night stand. Fuck one night stand. What? One night stand's gonna be awesome. We got we got we got John Cena versus JBL in a first blood match, which sounds like a WCW battle rap from back in the day. You know, come on, that's an important match. Uh okay. Number one, I know Flair's going to be making some big appearances very very soon. So keep that keep that under your hats and or in your pipes, kids. Uh, you know, I think I think of course, you know, because people, you know, he is just such a, a figure that people want to see Ric Flair. That people would pay to see Ric Flair. Like, imagine if you went to an indie show and Ric Flair was there. You know, like how interesting would that be? You know, as much as he could be a WWE ambassador, who knows what kind of deal he has right now? What happens if Ric Flair showed up in Chikara? That would that would that would. That would never probably happen, but that at the same time, if it did, that would rule. You know, that would. I think if, if Ric Flair went entered Takara, who would his first interaction be with? Uh, I would hope that it would be t- with Tim Donst and his half uh, make-up face. How did Donst join the order? I, I, I've been, I've been, I've been missing my Takara. How did, how did he Donst... had a he had a match with Ultramantis and. Uh, that he went, uh, Don took off his headgear and went for his finisher, but uh, Hydra distracted him, gave him the Hydra stunner, and then Mantis planted him with the uh, with the praying Mantis bomb. And since that time, he's been with the Order with the, you know, he doesn't remember. It's basically the amnesia angle. It, it, I think it's the greatest. As I've been watching the promos with Don's in the Order, and it's, it's the greatest stuff ever. Oh, yeah, it's quite nice. It's quite, I don't know if it's going to be as nice as Undertaker versus Edge in a TLC match, but uh, still, it, it, it should be good. I mean, that, that's, that was when that match was announced. That was probably the match that I'm still most excited about because it just sounds awesome. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd order the pay per view, but now that I think it's live, and I'm really excited about going. And then next oh, yeah. Selena against Beth Phoenix in an I Quit match. Yeah, that's a little weird, but I'll, I'll deal with it. You know? <laughs> Like, the, a bunch the, of ECW the, guys the, with a bunch of canes. I mean, you know, do you think CM Punk's going to use his burying briefcase to possibly deflect the cane shots? Will, no. will Sandman return in his specialty match? No, because no, the, the Sandman's probably still somewhere in L.A. No, it'll uh, be Steve Blackman. The Lethal Weapon? He's not yeah. a former ECW oh, champion. He's not a former ECW champion. So... <laughs> Well, but, okay, uh, cheap, cheap, plug, cheap plug for our video. They just finished filming a shoot interview with Steve Blackman. So that, that, that'll be uh, kind of interesting, artvideo.com. You're welcome. I hope 90% of the questions are about his training methods. Yeah, there you go. Should have been in, in the ring instead of, <laughs> instead of a shoot interview. Yo, that's wow. Rude. Oh, that wow, was, that was right. That was awesome. really rude. I, I didn't know we were recording this in a bus garage, gentlemen. So. <laughs> no, I'm 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 out on the corner and you know, doing what I'm doing in this this I'm little room. I'm on the corner, out in yeah. the street. Oh man, I'm a nickel, dude. 
Watch out, because if you're on that corner come Sunday, you might get Umaga and Jeff Hardy in their false count any match fighting by you. Yep. There was something. I read something. I think it was on WWE.com about the fact that they could fight anywhere in San Diego, and including someone that said into the sea. And really, that's really what this feud needs to be fresh. Bumps on seawater. So either that or, you know, just really, really, like, sort of, like, oh, what are we going to do now? Let's give people away. Let's give, let's give money away. How about that? That'll get ratings. That'll spike them. <laughs> so the last two times that you've come back to California, Keith, for uh, the Ruffle Fan Fest fan convention and uh, the XBW show, what was, uh, what was the funner experience? The Ruffle Fan Fest was pretty fun. The Russell Fan Fest was fun just because it really felt like so awful. Like there were so many great stories from it. And this, this, I mean, this was, uh, uh, I would think professionally, this was probably the better weekend of the two for me because like I got to do some cool stuff and I got to, you know, meet some very nice people and see some old friends and, you know, go to Hollywood with New Jack and, you know, basically get a boar's hair head stuffed, uh, stuffed boar's head. Uh, thrown at me from Mr. New Jack. So, uh, but I mean, but I mean, the the whole the whole San Francisco thing was just so chaotic and so awful that it was just nice to be there and just you know sort of to see all that stuff live. So you know, but the one the one thing that sucked was this weekend the weather was just not not cooperating. I came back to Chicago yesterday and it was actually warmer and sunnier in Chicago than it was in LA last weekend. I have no idea what's going on with the weather down here. It's just been horrible lately. Maybe it's I, a you know combination what? of uh, Raven's hair. Did you see Raven? He looked, he looked hard. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. He looked real bad. What? <laughs> I don't know what Raven shirt? had to do with the weather, but he looked hard. Yeah, I think Raven actually controls the weather. I think Raven's actually the guest booker of the of, of the weather coming soon to you shoot. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, no, actually, uh, the Sandman <laughs> looks better than because uh, I've seen Sandman a couple times and he. He looks pretty good for how you would think well, he lived. Which well, alcohol water. preserves the body a lot more than water uh, does. Oh, that's, that's a very good point. Where Sandman likes to drink, Raven no longer drinks. So, therefore, you know, that that, that leads to an interesting dichotomy. And dichotomy sounds like a word that Raven would say. So, that's why I'm going to say it right there. <laughs> And, and Vampiro, like, Vampiro actually doesn't look that bad either. Like, I, I always go to these shows, like, these reunion-type shows to see, like, who looks bad and who, who looks good. And then, like, Vampiro doesn't, Vampiro doesn't look like he's aged all that much. You know what? He actually, with a haircut, he actually looks a lot younger. I mean, like, he, you know, I said this to him when I, when I met up with him. I was like, wow, you're, you're actually looking, you know, a lot younger. Like he, you know, he seems pretty happy, sort of removed from the business and such. So, you know, like it, it was cool running into him. And then we had a, a booking meeting, and then he shot me once in the chest. So <laughs> it was just like a random thing. He was talking about. Table? What's up? Did you give Did him I... one of your world famous fire bombs to a table? No, that's only a once a year thing, Matt. That's like a one night oh, stand man. thing. So, you know, I, I think in two years I'm just going to water it down and just have members from all brands be on the show. But, uh, no, there's no, there no power bombs to be had. Uh, hey, Keith, I, I think I actually – Did you break the biggest news of the weekend? What's up? Did you break the biggest, did you break the biggest news of the weekend? Uh, I, I, think, I, I, I think, I believe, if I remember correctly. Now, keep in mind, I didn't really have anything. 
I didn't really have anything to drink this weekend, so I think the closest I came to a wrestling maneuver was uh, giving someone a heart punch to explain it in a match, and then uh, the person did do it. So fuck them. No, well, so, uh, the, the biggest news of the weekend was was Joey Ryan got a haircut. Oh yeah. <gasps> And, and he, he told me backstage that he was still going to be able to be sleazy with the haircut. And I don't, I don't know if he really was that sleazy. Like, no, he was not sleazy. And he's actually in good shape now, too, which I told him, like, because I moved here in 2006, that's the best shape I've seen him in. So he's in really good shape, and he, he looks trimmed up. He's not sleazy anymore. He really needs to go back to, like, Lazy Joey very quickly. Uh, okay, well, we're, we're, we're going to talk business now, Keith. Um, do we have a release date for the XPW Cold Day in Hell DVD? Uh, it will be actually the day after the Cold Day in Hell, so uh, I have no clue. Uh, I would think that it's probably going to be available in either September or October, and this will be the first Big Vision uh, Blu-ray release. So you'll be able to witness the carnage of uh, Necro Butcher versus Supreme in a beds of everything barbed wire, uh, no rope, half barbed wire, half wackiness match. So the the dream math match, death match, as it were, uh, which was uh, a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, Alex, Alex is someone that was actually at the show, working security by watching the show. What, what did you think of the show? Uh, what did I think of the overall show? It, it, was, a, it, was, a, it was an extremely fun show. Um, Chaos and Vampiro was the opening match other than the Battle Royal and uh, this Extreme Contest and they had light tubes in that match and um, it was it was an extremely fun night I mean everything was, I mean I, I knew going into it I wasn't going to see uh, five star matches it was going to be a fun night of wrestling wackiness and spectacularness and what it was the GT Money uh, Angel match was awesome and uh, everything was just awesome Alex, By awesome, you mean really awesome. How how did uh, American Wild Child Ron Rivera look? Oh, uh, he he looks like Ron Rivera if he, you know, came back to wrestling for one night. So you know, mm. you know he was you know Team Rev Pro. I mean, they, uh, Disco Disco Machine, who's going to be I believe on be on the show later on uh, today. Like uh, he looked, he looked in good shape. Joey Ryan, of course, in the best shape for quite some time. Uh, Jody France, who was also in that match, seemed to be in you know pretty good shape. Uh, X Pac, no, no, not at all. How about uh, Vinny Massaro, my boy? How, how did Vinny, Vinny look Vinny in the ring? Great. He looked, he looked okay. Like I mean, I I remember Vinny back in the day when he had the really nice like poodle mullet. So I was sort of upset that that poodle mullet has been gone. And really, ever since he appeared on the Howard Stern show, I just keep on thinking of uh, Artie Lang saying that uh, he looked a lot like Patrick Swayze. And then whenever I see him, I'm just like, wow, he's pretty right. I mean, he does look like a short, like, stockier Swayze. So I actually it's, saw it's him. Kind of funny that, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that, Doc, because I, I actually watched that today. So uh, it was quite <laughs> funny. Was he dancing? No. <laughs> no, no, no. The May 1st. <laughs> May 1st, oh, okay. Howard Stern. <laughs> okay. I well, just... Vinny's, Vinny's wife is smoking. God, yeah. she's hot. Yes, I actually saw them. I was, uh, I'm was. i actually running a marathon in October, so I've been doing a lot of running. And I actually did some running around Venice Beach on Sunday. And so I'm just running. I'm doing, like, I'm in my, like, third mile. And I, I see some people, like, coming up from the beach and such. 
I noticed the one woman is very chesty and has a XPW shirt on, and sure enough, it was it was Mrs. Mazzario and of course Vinny. So, you know, I didn't stop to say hi because really I was in the zone. Chesty is the best way I could describe her as well. She was very very chesty. She's very nice, right? Very chesty, but uh, you know, I, I personally. The Cold Day in Hell show for me will be all about seeing a lot of people that I was, you know, working with when Wrestling Society X was on for three weeks. And, uh, you know, it was it was cool just to see a lot of old friends and just to, you know, like to hear Sean Waltman tell us stories about how good the food was in rehab. And, of course, he proving it by, by coming in like that. Uh, you know, to hear Vampiro talk about, you know, like how he really, you know, guardian angel duties down in Mexico. I mean, there, there, there were some, some really cool times that I had. Match-wise, I think it was, you know, keep in mind, like, I was a, a young boy who loved the ECW and had, like, a few XPW tapes. Like, I remember going to, like, a mall and buying, like, the VHS versions of, like, Baptized in Blood and such and not really thinking that much about this promotion. And here I am, you know, so I'm like almost ten year, uh, almost like eight or nine years later, and I'm working with these people on a show. So that for me is sort of a sort of a cool thing where I, I'm basically involved in something I wasn't that much of a fan of a few years ago. Hey, but uh, I think I, I think the show I think the show will turn out really nice on Blu-ray. Like I said before, I think I think the main event was was just sick and beautiful both at the same time. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, Alex? Oh yes, yeah. It was a uh... Well, it, it was it was a real fun show. I enjoyed it. Well, okay, Doctor Doctor Keith, I have to know how in the hell did the NWA president Dave Marquez end up being a cameraman for that show? Oh, Bob Tropis is the NWA president, isn't he? Dave Marquez or, is the senior okay. board member. Actually, actually, Dave Mark, uh, actually Bob Trovich was actually uh, head of concessions backstage. So that proves the, the power of the NWA. No, Dave Marquez actually he, he basically a lot of his the stuff that he did in wrestling was through doing the directing for a lot of the XPW shows back in the day. So like there's oh, wow. definitely a connection there. So that's why. And then plus plus it's Dave Marquez, a, a wonderful, wonderful, exciting human being. So I I, I love Dave is, is a very good friend of mine, even though we really don't see eye to eye to anything. You know. Even though we've we've you know basically, you know, punched each other out a few times, spilled drinks on one another, and just been catty. He's still one of my favorite people in this business. So that's how, that's how Dave ended up with that. And, and plus, Dave, Dave felt that he basically could, you know, like shoot, shoot stuff from his camera, from the Marquez cam. So, which, I, I, well, like I said before, that was fine by me. That was like a five-camera shoot, too, and it was like, I remember I was talking to Webb backstage about just how, you mean, a five-camera shoot at, a you know, an independent show. I just thought that was insane. It was being shot for Blu-ray, and that that was the kind of stuff I was just marking. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's, that's big vision, Alex. That's big vision, and when big vision does something, they don't fuck around. You know, they I, don't. I guess that's how you roll. You know, well, wait, wait, wait. And, uh, when you say big vision, don't fuck around. Just wait till you see the latest shoot I did, and that's that's all I'm going to say about that because I really don't want to talk about that until I it's don't ready to hear anything that. about it. No. All Tremendous. I can say is this: I, I don't think it will be called the Pro Wrestling Ultimate Insiders. I think it's going to be actually be called 
Dr. Keats Casual Conversations, Volume One. With all oh. K's? <laughs> well, I you know what? It would actually the only thing it would be it would be uh D K K K. So like really I, I think that is a, I I like uh D K C C really. So <laughs> I am thoroughly confused. But you know, what's what's new? Okay. Uh, we are waiting for Mr. Disco Machine to call in. Um, well, you know what, Doc? I'm going to knock you off the air. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> are you bumping me? <laughs> yes, sir. Are you bumping me? Only one man has bumped Dr. Keith in his life, and I've never made him forget that since that time. All right. Never mind. I just hung no, up I'm on kidding. Alex, so that's okay. I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> I, I'm ready to go. I, I really should get to bed. i got a big day ahead. i got to go running and pretend to work for a few hours and just figure out what I'm going to do for my show this week, you know. I, 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 I just hope whatever I do for my show this week that you don't end up doing it for yours next week, kid zombie. I uh, did, I did. The, the thing is, the thing is, no, none of your questions, none of my questions overlapped your questions as far as our interviews with Quack, and I made sure of that. Dude, I, dude. There's a million radio shows out there. I would hope that you would basically take my questions and rephrase them, just because it's an easy yeah. interview for you. you know. <laughs> All right. Well, you you have the office, Doc. So plug away. All right. Uh, for of course the worst radio show on the history of the internet, definitely check out f4wonline.com or drkeatshow.com. Uh, also, uh, pretty soon coming up this week uh, is when I start the fundraising drive, as I have to raise. Uh, $1,500 for the fight against the uh, the AIDS for my marathon, and I'll, I'll be having a link to that very, very soon, as well as I'm thinking about doing some very special training YouTube videos to prepare everyone for me running 26 uh, point something miles, or whatever it is. I don't know. I, make sure, I, I make, sure that you, make sure that you hit up Rubber Guard Radio for a donation. We will, we will definitely uh, make a donation. We are softies as far as charities are concerned, so hit me up. Well, this isn't like Mike Coughlin. Like, I'm really going to do it this one, and, and I'm not racist. That's, that's really that's that's where where I draw the line. But uh, I, I will actually I will actually send you guys uh, later on today some pictures of the uh, wonderfulness that was the Dr. Keith Casual Conversations Volume One. So you guys can it's sort of like an appetizer. So you guys can sort of wet your whistle as to what should be possibly the greatest yet uh, you know non wrestling shoot you'll ever see. Tremendous, tremendous. Well, Doc, thanks for coming on. It was not, uh, not exactly uh, what I thought we were going to do, but you never know what happens when uh, when you and I get together. And well, what, what, what do you want to do? What do you want to well, talk about? I, I was thinking of running down the, the XPW show, but to be honest, I really don't want to mention XPW. You 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 over XPW'd yourself over the last few weeks, man. Yeah, but you know what though. Well, when I got emails from certain people in management thanking me, you know, that made it all worthwhile. And, of course, my box of chocolates. Of course. Of course. All right, Doc, I have Disco on hold. Thanks for uh, your time, and we'll have to have you on again in a couple months. uh, Definitely. And let Disco know the next time we're at the Curry House, it's on him. Ah, tremendous. He'll understand that. Uh, All righty, Doc, you take care, brother, and I will talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Peace. Bye-bye. All right. All right. That was the world-famous Dr. Keith Lipinski of figure4online.com. On the line, 
I have the world-famous disco machine. What's going on, disco? Wow, two, two world-famous men on the line, back-to-back. Uh, -back. It's, it's quite an event. That it is. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm fine and frickin' dandy. I am, Good. I am Good tired of talking about XPW. I did six <laughs> spotlight shows. Then we ran it down for two shows. I am sick and tired. We're not even going to mention those three letters. How about, how about I'm with you on that one? I, I was I was a little disappointed in my effort uh, that night, and uh, yeah, it happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, but uh, if you don't want to talk about it, I'm with you. <laughs> well, the the important thing is you got Ron Rivera in the fucking ring where the man belongs. Um, yeah, I, uh, Ron was uh, you know basically the reason I, I met him. I want to say over like 12 years ago when I was living in Phoenix and I met him at a, a AAA show of all places. And, uh, and, uh, next thing I know, uh, him and I are starting Rev Pro and, uh, he's basically the reason why I'm in professional wrestling. So I, I owe him a lot of thanks. There you go. You see, when did I first meet you? I first met you, I think it was August of 97. It was up here in Northern California for all pro wrestling and okay. Jim Moore's show. Uh, you were working the Rev Pro gimmick table. You sold me my promo Azteca shirt that I still own. Um, and what makes this this uh, this story kind of funny is that uh, Little Taro made his debut on that show against Ultimo Dragon Cito. Um, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, I I thought remembering. There, I thought remembering me at the gimmick table uh, would have been enough, but to remember that, and that was actually Taro's first professional match. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Vic and, Grimes did turn over my table. Um, uh, and uh, what else? And Blitzkrieg was on that show. That was uh, one of the things that people uh, don't even realize. Uh, the the famous Blitzkrieg was, there was too. Dragon was uh, there. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. They uh, they were on opposite sides. It was uh, Yakuza. It was, uh, Yakuza. Uh, American Wild Child uh, versus Blitzkrieg and Super Dragon. Yep. Yeah, they just And Ron crazy. Rivera was knocked out in that match and yeah, so it was uh it was quite a quite a night for all of us. And you know what really sucks? There is not any video footage. That is the lost APW show. It there's no footage of it. Really? And you know what? Up. I seem to think that that Ron may have uh some uh, some bootleg tape, but uh I'm not I'm not confirming that. I'm not confirming or denying that. <laughs> oh, fuck me. If hey, if he does, I, and you know, no, no disrespect to the Rev Pro guys or anybody else. I just want the Grimes Modest match because that was one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Because Grimes is the hardcore guy, and Mike, Mike is the anti-hardcore guy, and they, you know, the mm -hmm. the the exploder through the through the fucking door. Okay, that's right. It doesn't that's get any right. better than that. That's right. Oh. I do. I do remember that. That was uh, and. I remember during the, the series of matches, I'm not sure if it was that one or one uh, close to it. Didn't uh, Grimes get hit by a car at some point? <laughs> yeah, Crash Holly hit him with a car. That was July that was, Okay, 15th, that was it. July 15th, yeah. 1997. Look at you and, with all the stats. Well, you know, Disco, that was my summer of love. Um, that <laughs> summer, you just don't know. That summer for All Pro was just amazing. You had... Uh, Michael Modest and uh, and Crash Holly bringing the the all Japan style. Um, mm -hmm. There was Grimes with the hardcore stuff. It was just an insane time, 
you know, it was when Daniels was starting to come up here. Um, it was just an amazing time, and and I've yeah. I've been in contact with Mr. Modest, and I'm trying to get him on my birthday show next next uh, Wednesday, because I have things to talk about with Mike. Um, do you know Mike? I um, I don't know him personally. I've I've met him professionally a few times, but uh, uh, but that's about it. I, I I know you know obviously I know his work and I know where he's been and what he's done, but uh, he's always been a really good guy. I mean, as far as I've known. My goodness, coffee went down the wrong way. <laughs> Uh, got me thinking about Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Getting choked up, literally. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Mike. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Mike disappeared from the business after the whole Kali thing, and uh, it kind of uh, <clears throat> he he lost it. <coughs> excuse me. Gotta love live radio. Okay, anyway, <laughs> so uh, after the the Kali judgment. Uh, Mike lost his his love, and he retired. And <clears throat> a few months back, there was a weekend up here in Northern California where there were five shows, which is amazing considering that Northern California was dead. And you worked one of the shows. It was when you were up here from Fog City. That night, that Saturday, there were five shows. Right. I remember there was a Lucha <clears throat> show, but I didn't know any about any of the other shows. Yeah, there were five shows, and... The talent was spread thin. There were some guys that, you know, worked double shots. And I heard that, that Modest came out of retirement, and he, he main-evented one of the shows. And I was like, okay, Mike's back. Now, <clears throat> the powers that be at Fog City have answered my prayers. They've booked for July 5th a rematch from the movie Beyond the Mat with shooter Tony Jones and Michael Modest. No and, kidding. Oh, over 10 years in the making, and oh boy. Um, talk about two of my personal favorite independent guys. Um, <clears throat> Modest is my, my personal favorite independent heel. I've never seen anybody garner the type of heat that that guy could get. And <clears throat> that card is stacked. Are, are you booked for July up here? Uh, they've asked me to do it, yeah, and uh, but I haven't talked to them about uh, <laughs> anything uh, going on, But so I don't, I don't really know if there's a match going on, but they have asked me to do that. It's supposed to be their, their biggest show. And uh, speaking yeah. of Tony Jones, I saw him at the last show, and, man, he is in phenomenal shape. I was, Not that he's ever been in bad shape, but I couldn't believe when I saw him, you know, how in, in great shape he was. And, um, and like, the first time I ever saw Mike Modest, I, uh, I was actually at one of those dreaded XPW shows, um, but it was actually in receipt, I think, like, around 2000, he wrestled a phenomenal fill in a, in a very, very good match, as I remember. And uh, that was one of the first times that the Rev Pro guys were on there. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – but that is a really, really great match. And I, and, uh, and I, that's one thing I liked uh, about uh, Northern California is they had guys that were staples up there and really, uh, uh, really had a, a, a good following as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, that time was uh... – and the the thing is, in in '97 and '98 and and on, um, all pro wrestling up here, which was the company that they all worked for, and you and Ron came in and worked for. Um, Mike was the head trainer, 
So mm-hmm. <clears throat> you and you can you can tell the modest influence on these guys and mm-hmm. you know, he was just did you get a chance to see any of his work in Noah with uh Donovan Morris? Yes, I in fact, I did. Uh, in fact, I was going to bring that up. I was wondering, you said that he had retired for a while. I do remember him being in Noah, and because and, that, that's basically, I, I have to admit, I, I'm not really, uh, not to be an elitist or anything, I, I just kind of like really fell off like the, the American wrestling scene. It just didn't really intrigue me anymore, so I, I, I searched out a lot dude. of yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people say that, but but I tell you what, WWE is, is just as popular as I ever remember it because a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the young guys that I know they really follow it pretty closely, and and uh, I mean, just like just like I did, you know, as I, I have to admit, but I, I guess one of the big things for me was at least in WWE, and and this goes back is I really lost kind of my love for it, kind of when Owen Hart died. And uh, that was that was just the way that it was all handled. I just it just made me feel really bad about uh, about how it could have been handled a lot better. And then you know seeing the other guys die off like Pillman and and uh, uh, I'm, I'm spacing here like Kurt Hennig and just you know and Rick Rude. You know just seeing the, these people that you really really admired and uh, just to see them just like dropping and and uh, and then you know. The whole Benoit thing is, you know, another thing is just like really. I mean, I'm sure that it's been spoken on a million times, but 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 it really went back to the Owen Hart thing. You know, it's like, uh, but I, not to sound like an elitist, but I mean, I really searched out like you know what made me fall in love with wrestling, and that was wrestling. And I would find you know find Japanese stuff. I mean, I used you know trade tapes, and and that's uh, uh, how I met Ron. You know, to start RevPro, you know, we just basically started trading tapes and. What, through my graphic design skills, I, I offered, you know, to, to sell his his tapes, and and we made websites, and then we just kind of built it from there. But you now I teach about the, the the Mexico stuff, and then you know all these guys that, you know, I was watching on uh, on uh, on tape. I, all of a sudden, I'm wrestling them. You know, it's like this kind of a weird thing. It's weird to watch Seacosis uh, wrestle and then team with them, and you know, uh, in the very last rep approach. So it's like, you know, it, it's weird how that all comes around, and. Uh, and that's the way wrestling is. But that's, so I, I've really fallen off as far as WWE goes. But I have seen Mike and 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 his Noah stuff, and that kind of made me really fall in love with Japanese wrestling more to see Noah doing so great, you know. And then uh, seeing my friends, you know, that are in PWG be like in Dragon Gate, you know. So it's like it's been great. And then you know the times that I went over to Japan as well, it's just it, it's it's just so great because it's like really respected as a sport out there. And whereas here, there's you know. It's a lot. It's more of a joke, and and uh, 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 but I really enjoy that aspect of it. That it's more of a sport. Well, you you mentioned Japan, and let's see if my memory serves me right. Osaka Pro. Osaka Pro, yeah, in uh, 2004 and 2005. Mm-hmm. Who who did so. you go with? Who who was on the tour with you? The, guy the very the very first time I went with uh, Mr. Excitement, who is uh, um, Revolution Pro. The second time I went by myself, um, and it, the timing couldn't have been better because um, it was at the very end of a, a whole bunch of contracts. Uh, actually, Ebison, who um, who is now Kikutaro, um, mm-hmm. uh, he actually came out to Revolution Pro, and him and Nozawa and Paul T uh, actually brokered all that and. And uh, Sanshiro Takagi uh, from DDT came out and wrestled in Revolution Pro. So we actually had ties in Japan. Um, 
And so, uh, so Evason invited us out, and in 2005, he was coming up on contract, as were a lot of other guys, and everybody wanted to leave Osaka Pro, and, and literally two weeks later, uh, I think two or three people retired, uh, Gamma, um, uh, at, uh, his name was Big Boss Magma there, but uh, he's now Magnitude Ishiwata, yeah, he's, he's now, they're both in Dragon Gate, uh, so I mean, a lot of people left. Like the 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 episode that's there is not the original one, and and uh, so there, there it was a quite a a power shift. And actually, Osaka Pro, from what I know, uh, doesn't exist in its in this form. Uh, Super Delphin actually took it, and he started Osaka uh, Okinawa Pro. So they they moved out of Japan entirely. So um, so I and and as I who did I talk to? I talked to. Uh, the guy that was at the uh, DDT uh, for PWG, uh, Kajitora. Oh, no, no, the other one, the other guy. El yeah, he's the little guy. Oh, no, no, it was the other one. It was... Uh, yeah, Kajitoro. Uh, right, his, his partners. And he told me that the Yakuza owns it now, the Osaka Pro. So yeah. <laughs> uh, quite a power shift. You know, I, I think that uh, Delphin may have developed a gambling habit or something. But um, while you were over there uh, for Osaka Pro, did you did you get into the ring with... Delphin or Ebison? Uh Both. Uh, I teamed with them and against them, so uh, it was quite quite a uh, contract. Yeah. A, a dream come true, really. It is for for both of them. Ebison is one of my absolute heroes. Just to see what mm. what he's done and where he's gone. And in fact, uh, on I remember one day he wrestled uh, three times. Like he wrestled. Um, this is this is amazing. He he wrestled at the Osaka Pro Show uh, as Ebison. He wrestled, and then that night he wrestled in the opening match for Bapesta, which is uh, what All Japan puts on. Um, he wrestled in the preliminary match there, and then he wrestled in the main event um, uh, against like the Great Muto as like the uh, as like the Ebison version of Muto. Uh, the, was that was that the six man? It was Muto. It was Muto, uh, uh, Kaz Hayashi, and the other guy, and. Um, and uh, Ebison against it was Kojima, uh, right? And, and Kashimbo and uh, and somebody yeah, else. And the other guy, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the Jimmy Yang under the mask. Oh, you know what? Jimmy Yang wasn't there, so it, it was a, definitely a different match. I think it was just okay. A tag yeah, match. was the other one because I have both of them. I have both of the six man tags. Okay, and, yeah, it, this one probably didn't make it to TV, so that's probably why. Uh, but yeah, but it, it was it was much in the same vein as that. So he wrestled in the the opening match and then the the last match. So he wrestled three times in one day, and and his opponent his opponents were pretty amazing. So he, he's just an amazing guy. I mean, that guy can not he's only brilliant. do comedy, but yeah, would do comedy, but actually can wrestle and and do a I've lot of things. I've seen him do death with, matches. Yes, and you know what? He actually was training to do MMA. No, no lie, no lie, and and. And uh, he, the only reason he wanted to do it because he was going to get paid a lot. <laughs> He's amazing. He's an yeah, amazing he guy. Is, he is brilliant. Um, yeah. Especially when he when he does the Mudo stuff, you know, the the, the Shining Wizard, and then you know the the Shining Wizard pose. It's like, yeah. You know that that guy is just brilliant, and and Ebison cannot do any wrong by me. Um, I've no. Seen him be, absolutely. Stan Hansen. Um, I saw him, you saw the ROH show with uh, when he confronted. Samoa Joe dressed up as Cactus Jack, right? Oh, of course, of course. You know, and, and Cactus Jack is one of the. This is this is amazing too. 
uh, Cactus Jack is one of his heroes because um, when they first started, he was a young boy in, like, FMW. And that's basically where he got trained and stuff like that. So uh, Cactus Jack was always one of his heroes. And when Cactus Jack, remember when Cactus Jack was doing the, the Hustle show? Um, he main evented against, like, Kawada, yeah. That night, uh, we were driving, I think we were driving me to the airport, possibly, and Cactus Jack called him on the phone. And I felt so bad because the phone cut out as he was talking to him. So he hadn't talked to him since his FMW days. And someone got him on the phone and let him talk to him. I could definitely hear him on the phone. And the phone cut out. So, I was, so it was, uh, it, it was uh, bittersweet, to say the least. So did you have a one-on-one match with, uh, with Kikataro? Or? No, you know, um, you know, it was... Uh, the shows at Osaka Pro are basically they they have they're basically for kids and so they kind of theme them kind of um, you know in that vein. Although on Saturday nights they have a thing called Saturday Night Story, which is basically they're kind of running uh, almost like Raw basically, and they have like really like that's when they have their title matches. That's when they have a lot of their uh, all basically what they would I guess it would be termed their serious matches and. Uh, and everything's on the line, and, and that's, those are the ones that they tape. But the other shows are, are you know, are, are more for kids, and so there's a lot of six-mans and a, a lot of uh, uh, just more gimmicky kind of matches, and, you know, they bring out, like, these really beautiful young girls that, that do, like, magic and stuff like that. So it, it's definitely for a tamer crowd, but Saturday night is when everything goes down, and they have a lot of those things, so uh, uh, like the title matches, like I had mentioned before. But, no, I never... Always, it was always in tags, and we, you know, we would have eight-man tags and, and six-man tags, but uh, um, but that was about it. And and, uh, and in 2004, we also wrestled on a ship, of all things. We wrestled. Uh, uh, it was during Golden Week, where they it's basically a whole week of like, for instance, like Monday would be Grandparents' Day, and then uh, Tuesday would be uh, Kids' Day, and they have all these themed days like through the week, and. Um, and they have a ship that goes around Osaka Harbor, and we actually wrestled in front of 800 people on a cruise liner, and uh, that was fantastic. Wow, tremendous! Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I always wanted you to go on a tour for uh, Toriyomon or Dragon Gate or whomever, because uh, my my indie sleaze uh, dream team would be you and Magnum Tokyo or Tokyo Magnum, whichever you want to call them. Um, mm-hmm. Because you guys would be the actual dancing fools, as opposed to uh, disco, uh, disco inferno, or uh, and uh, Magnum that they did in WCW. I think that you guys would have would have been a really good team because I've always considered not 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 the way that you work, but the way that you present yourself in the ring. As far as you would be the Gaijin version of Magnum Tokyo. Um, now, did you did you? know about the way he did his thing while you were, you know, putting yourself together, or is it pure coincidence? Uh, I would, I would definitely be remiss if I didn't say that he was a huge influence on me. And, and, uh, wh- I remember watching tapes of, uh, of Tori Mon back in, back in the days when, when all those guys were doing like, me- you know, wrestling in Mexico and stuff like that. We, 
got all those tapes, and, and it really dazzled me to see. It, it was just, and in fact, the whole disco machine thing was, was kind of kind of ironic in itself, too, because uh, I, I think that they had another, they had a guy named Disco Dragon. It was another guy that they were going to, they were doing, and, and uh, my last name is actually Mondragon. So we had, we had, in our group, we already had Super Dragon, we had Dragon Yakuza, and the last thing we needed was another dragon. So uh, my, uh, another friend of ours came up with a thing that uh, I should be Disco Machine, which, you know, definitely, you know, <laughs> served me many, many years in my career. Um, it was just kind of like, I'm not even sure why I even got that. And I was like, but I was like, you know, hey, whatever it takes, I'll play right field if it means playing on a, a baseball team, you know. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to be in there. And if, if Disco was my thing, I was able to make fun of myself and, and kind of do it. And, and the big kind of goofy thing about it was that I, I don't really know how to dance that well. So it's just like everything is just like, you know, I don't know. I just figured out how to do it. You know, it's like, um, or what it would take. So yeah, to see him and see that presentation about how he came to the ring and had a lot of presence and stuff like that and incorporated it into his moves and stuff like that. It was definitely original. It was definitely what, um, uh, nobody else was doing. And, and, and if you think about it, I, I think about this quite a bit, actually. Um, especially for like, you know, Wrestling Society X, where Joey Ryan and myself, I mean, I don't know anybody else that could have filled, uh, well, both those roles, you know, it's like, and uh, we had seven matches on, on that show, and there was people that, you know, were lucky to have one, you know, so uh, we felt tremendous, and, and uh, they loved us, and, and, uh, and uh, we feel real fortunate about that, because, you know, gimmick goes a long way in wrestling, and a lot of people, and, and in fact, in Japan, the same thing, it's like, when I come in with my mask and I take it off, they're you know, they wanted to see, like, American faces, but they loved the fact that I had a mask and I took it off. So it was, like, a little something special, and, you know, it's, like, a little bit more than, you know, what everybody else was doing. So, And I can't do, uh, what, uh, 450s or, you know, shooting star presses. So, and, uh, well, I probably could once, and that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when, I, when I ran into you at the, uh, the last Fog City show up here in San Francisco, um, I, I asked you, hey, uh, Aren't you retired? And um, mm. what happened, brother? You know, you 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 left the business, and 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 I, I come, I I read an update from my sponsor, who happens to be Fog City, and it says Disco Machine. I'm like, wait a minute, wait, whoa, this isn't right. He retired. He retired. So what happened? Well, um, you're speaking of which? Okay, there's a hundred that you need to speak of. Uh, you have to make yourself a little bit more clear. Yeah. So. Um, Let's see. Um, would you like to know about number thirty-six or number ninety-four? Um, to, be, to be quite, yeah. To be quite honest, it's um, a lot of. It's not easy to wrestle. I, I'm sure if you 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 know got a wrestler in a room and put a light on him and and really grilled him, I mean, it's like it, it's a very hard thing to do. Nobody wants to see anybody, and I, I don't see how like parents or, or a family of boxers or, you know, mixed martial arts people or, or anybody for that matter, uh, they don't want to see their, their children or anybody beat up or get hurt or anything. And uh, it's very tough on your family. It's very tough on, you know, the people that love you. And, and I kind of understand that a little bit more now. You know, for me, it's, you know, I've done a lot of things on my own and, you know, it's like I, I know what I can handle. But on the outside, people see you know, you drop in your head and, you know, you're just like, you know, uh, 
you can handle it, but you know maybe they can't. And so you know there's been there's been that um, you know a lot of like you know there's a lot of uh, egos out there and a lot of uh, you know egos everywhere you know in any type of business you know so sometimes you get fed up and sometimes you get um, uh, you just have to take a break and um, and I you know it's funny I talked to Terry Funk this weekend. And uh, and I said I said Terry I said Terry you're the only person. To be honest, I'm not the yeah. only one that's laughing. I think there's hundreds of people that are listening right now. Believe me, believe me. At the irony of that statement. Well, well, I, I said the first thing I said to Terry. I, I didn't even, you know, I don't even. I, that's the first time I ever met Terry. And the first thing I said to him was, Terry, thank God you're here because you're the only person who's retired more than I have. And he goes. <laughs> Well, that's okay, son. You know, sometimes you need to take out your motor so you can drive your car again. You know, and I was like, oh, thank you, thank you for justifying everything I've done. <laughs> yeah, he's and 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 you know what? I guess basically, you know, my thing now is that yeah, I I left and I was fed up with a lot of things and too many things to go into, but you know, and they're still there and 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 so be it. But um. But one of the things that, that this has afforded me to do, and, and leaving also, it's kind of weird. It's like now that, you know, I kind of put my, uh, I just kind of put my name back out there. It's like now people are just like, oh, wow, you're back? Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. And I'm just like, whoa, you know, it's it's okay. You know, it's like basically now I can just do the shows that I want. Uh, Kevin Kleinrock was actually very uh, influential in bringing me back to the XPW show, which, you know, he's always – He's always pushed for me, and, and uh, he's a great guy, and uh, I really have him to thank for uh, a lot. Uh, Dave Marquez, you know, basically, you know, there's a lot of people that that really um, have enjoyed what I did and, and missed it when I when I was gone. But uh, I think I'm just going to be limited right now. I think the only shows I'm gonna going basically going to do is uh, the Fox City and uh, and Lucha Vavum. Which has always been really nice to me as well. So, um, as I, I, I basically, you know, cutting down my schedule was a big thing for me. And you know, it's like, you know, maybe I might fade off again. But uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, wrestling is like that. It's, 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 a, it's a hard business. I'm not sure how people do it full time. Uh, but um, you know, I've only done it part time and, and just for fun. And uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely it, it takes its toll on you, and uh, and uh, God bless anybody who does it full time because they need uh, all the blessing in the world. Well, see, yeah, that's that's what I was that's what I was thinking when when I saw you when you came back up to Fox City. I, I was like, okay, I don't I don't think that you're gonna go out of your way to send send tapes to a bunch of different promoters, and you're gonna you're not gonna try to get a developmental deal. You're gonna go out and you're gonna pick and choose your spots work when you want, go out and see the boys and have fun. That way, you know, you you work during the week to support your wrestling habit. And that you're you're going out and you're having fun as opposed to it's being a job. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's never been a job for me. So, you know, I I'm a, I'm a graphic designer that that got really lucky and and uh, was able to do this part-time and and uh this this Kind of like you know, you know. I always say that some people play softball and other, uh, you know, I wrestle. And somehow, in in the midst of it all, uh, this 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 lark, this thing that I did on the side, took me around the world. You know, I was able to own my own company at one time, um, and uh, I just stuck with it. it it's definitely, uh, you know, for those 
out there that want to be wrestlers, it's definitely not a sprint. It's a marathon, and you're going to hit a lot of roadblocks. Uh, but if you stick with it, there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, and uh, just as long as it doesn't take too much away from you, but that could be said about anything. Cool. All right, well, <clears throat> what we're going to do is we're going to turn around and we're going to start all over. All right. How did how did you fall in love with the business? Uh, one, okay, uh, let's see. It would have to Was be... Was it a specific match or an angle or... Well, you know, I, I actually, I used to... Um, I used to watch wrestling, and I, I, I grew up in Arizona, so uh, in Phoenix, and uh, wrestling was on at a very weird time. It was on at like literally like 10 o'clock on a Sunday night, and I remember seeing, I think it was like the Piper, it was like in the midst of the Piper uh, uh, snooker feud, and they were kind of recounting that. A uh, couple, I would say like a couple years later, I went to like my first match, um, uh, it was at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix, and and uh, like I saw guys like the Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis and uh, the Briscoes, uh, Jesse Ventura, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it would have to be like 1985 or so because I saw like, it was like the the one year right anniversary after, of uh, yeah of uh, Iron Sheik. It was right after the, the it was right after the Georgia buyout. Oh, well, then that, that, yeah, the Briscoes came it. on board with uh, Mr. Wrestling 2, and, uh, you know, you look back at those results at that time, it's like Wrestling 2, working for Vince? Yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. This was was the time, uh, one of the main programs was Tito and Valentine, because if you remember, uh, Tito had his his leg broken by Valentine, and on the way coming back, uh, the Briscoes taught him the figure four. That's it. That's so there's, it. there's your right. timeline, guys. God, I'm such a geek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty impressed, though. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, um, but yeah, it was like uh, I just remember just going. It was it was back in the days when they, you know, you could still smoke in the auditorium. It was like a smoke-filled arena, and uh, you know they hadn't passed legislation on that. So it was like, and there were fights in the crowd, and and Mr. Fuji wrestled. You know, it was a good days. Yeah, it was really good days, and and. Um, so, so then I started like you know, just like anything that you're, you, well at least I'm interested in. Uh, uh, I, I you know I followed it obsessively, and I remember going to like you know every time that you know they'd come to Phoenix, I'd go, and and uh, then I started like you know I followed it around like in '93. I went to the Sportatorium. Uh, I went to Fall Brawl in Houston, and I started, and then I went to ECW Arena like in '96. I think it was. So it's like, you know, I, I, as much as I, I was a fan, I really was pretty dedicated to it. And, uh, you know, I, I, and then I just, as fate would have it, I, I you know, I met Ron and, and, uh, and they were starting a school. And uh, little did I know that I was kind of on the brink of something really great, you know. And, and uh, you know, because I never thought that in a million years, and in fact, back then, uh, there would be no place for, a, you know, a 200-pound guy uh, in wrestling, I mean, that just it was wasn't heard of. But thanks to guys like you know Ray Jr. and and Juventud Guerrera and everybody on that that uh, when Worlds Collide pay per view, you know they really opened the doors for a lot of like you know cruiserweight guys to make their mark in wrestling. And and uh, and there's no doubt about it that you know if it wasn't for them, that I don't think I would have ever wrestled. You know, and uh, I've even told them as much. 
Well, you, you mentioned it. Um, my, my favorite pay-per-view of all time, When Worlds Collide. Um, was, was that your – or, pardon me, let's try this again. What is your favorite pay-per-view ever that you've seen? You know what? I, I would have to say that one, bar none, because mm-hmm. if you think about it, um, there's not very many pay-per-views where that you can – I mean, there's matches that you remember on certain pay-per-views. But that one, I, I can remember almost every single match from that pay-per-view. I can remember things that, that Chris Cruz and Mike Tenay said, you know, just like verbatim. Uh, I, I, can mem- I remember just everything about it. And, uh, and everything was so good. Everything, I, I, I think I watched it recently, and I thought the, like the, the hair versus mask match was amazing. And, 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 and here's stands. the thing. It still stands up. Yeah, Ten you know, years later, it, fifteen years later, still stands. The, the, you know, there was a time in that match where you thought Santo was going to lose his mask, and 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 I bought into it. It's like I and and it was amazing because it, it it had so much passion. And here's here's the real. Uh, every time I speak about it, watching it on pay per view, uh, Ron Rivera, uh, the the head of Revolution Pro, was there. He was, they were there live in the building, so they saw um, they saw a lot. In fact, they they would go to all the uh, AAA shows when they were in the sports arena. So they saw Mascarita Sagrada uh, jump off a cage on the Jake the Snake and stuff like that. So you know, they 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 were actually witness to a lot of stuff. But that, yeah, that that pay per view was like everything about it. I mean, uh, Madonna's boyfriend. I mean, which is one of the greatest names of all time. Um, you know, I mean, everybody on that show was perfect. And Tito Santana I mean, was on that show, and he was actually, uh, out of everybody, the worst person on there. He was Mexican. Go figure. Kind of. Kind of. But, yeah, that, that show was just, it was amazing. Um, old Man Aguayo kept up with the young, the young buck, yep. Conan. Yep. Um, that tag match, and, and I know what you're saying, you know, that the tide turned after that illegal tombstone on Octagon. You know, they 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 hooked to me. I was like, oh shit, they're gonna lose, because before that, um, I really didn't follow, or before the the boom in '93 with Triple A, I really didn't follow Lucha. Um, I really got into it because I saw Triple A up here in San Jose, at the Municipal, and I was hooked. I was hooked. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I don't think that there is ever gonna be another type of boom like that in Mexico again 93 94 AAA you just there's no there isn't any drama there isn't that breakthrough character either on the baby face or the heel side and yeah. you know to be Art and Eddie were fucking brilliant yep they were brilliant yep and um those that are listening bobbarnett.com go and pick up Bob's 3 disc Gringos Locos DVD set. You need to pick that up. That yeah. is, a, it needs to be in everybody's collection because that is how. You want to learn how to be a tag team wrestler. You want to learn how to be a heel. You need to watch that set. Um, do you, and Bob interviewed him right after that show. Is, is that right? He has a interview yeah, right after in the locker room. Yeah. yeah, and he was pissed off about the payday. Yeah, that was <laughs> amazing. Wait, well, no, well, nothing changes in wrestling, huh? Well, of course not. Of course not. You know, it's 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 a shame that that Art passed away at that at that time because you know they were 
Art, Art did one tour of New Japan, and they were ready to go back. You know, and they were about to sign with ECW and and so and so, and you know the sky could have been the limit, and you know, and and you know I I when Eddie passed, I got the same pit in my stomach. You know, it's like you know these guys. You know, I mean I I know Eddie. I knew Eddie on a personal level, and you know it, he was such a good guy. You know, he always gave you know gave everything, but toward towards the end there, you you could see he was starting to burn out. Now, I'm not yeah. saying that he was. You know, off the wagon, but he was just burning out. You know, he's just getting tired, and mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's just. Uh, well, we need to change the subject. This is too sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Another another so, another uh, Eddie that another Eddie that you talk about is Eddie Gilbert. You know, so here here was God. another guy who was like way before his time as well. So and Again, about Bob Barnett dot com, the first ever shoot interview. There you go. So yeah, and, and another really influential guy and really great for the business as well. So. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely uh, heroes uh, for sure. Awesome, awesome. So, um, when did you uh, move out to the LA area? I moved here in uh, 1998. I actually uh, came here to pursue my graphic design career, and uh, with a little, you know, little twinkle in my eye, knowing that you know there was a lot more wrestling out here uh, than than Arizona. There was always a that chance, not not thinking to myself that I would ever get to do it, more more a case of just like, oh wow, you know, there's a lot more things going on here, um, and because you know I'm looking back at things like you know the the Peace Festival or, or the the shows at that you know at the well it would have been the Forum back then, but you know the Staples Center now and and uh, you know there's always San Diego and and the San Francisco, so it's like there's a lot just a lot more going on in that respect, and uh, you know Ron. Uh, uh, was doing stuff with Conan at that time, and I actually, uh, I was actually, I, I started a little magazine um, in Arizona, and we actually took a trip down to, uh, uh, it, it was Tijuana and also uh, Mexicali, and uh, then we also did shows and uh, you know just went went to shows um, just as fans at at, uh, at other places like Anaheim when Anaheim had a huge uh, lucha. Uh, shows back there, so there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, between here and Mexico, and uh, and it was a lot of great stuff, and and uh, so I moved here in '98 just to, you know, just to be a little bit more near things that were happening, you know, the WWF at that time or it wasn't WWE yet, but um, you know they would come through like once a year, WCW came through once a year type of thing, so it was like. It was pretty stagnant, you know. It's like, but you know, I'd like to say that I didn't move here for wrestling, but uh, but my graphic design career, you know, really flourished out here. But also, you know, it was the opportunity to to start wrestling and be a part of it, and uh, it really it was great. And uh, you know, we made our trips up to up to the north, uh, you know, to do shows like APW, and I, I believe at that time APW was making more trips down, you know, LA way, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they were doing some shows down here, and uh, so there was a lot going on. Just to be a part of that was just like a really, uh, you know, a really fun time. And you know, I still see when I went out to Fox City, I saw a lot of people that I haven't seen, um, you know, from APW at that time in a long, long time. So it was nice to see everybody. How about the ring announcer, Marcus Mack? Ra- I know, I know, you remember seeing that kid in the front row of the War Zone. Oh he yeah, I mean, he was there in '97 with me, man. That's amazing. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how like oh you know who I saw uh, at the XCW show was uh, was J R Benson 
who did like a uh, incredibly strange show. I th- or not incredibly strange. It was like extremely strange, not incredibly. Yes, strange. ESW, yeah. And and uh, and, <laughs> and uh, I was actually supposed to make my de- debut in San Francisco, uh, but they decided instead of going to the main event, they decided to go first. And I believe a girl name or her ring name was Karen Von Erich. Uh, she broke her leg. So um, yeah. So her and name, then there was her. I I got something for you. Her name is her work name is Sin, and okay. she is now married to Jim Cornette. Get out of here! Oh wait a minute. Mind. That's why. That's, that's what. Wasn't that's she? Okay, she had a match. She had a match uh, in OVW, if I'm not mistaken, and I think they played. I think they played that footage of her break, like uh, of her breaking her leg, and she said yep. that, like, "Oh, you think you're hardcore? Well, look at me." <laughs> That's right. And uh, I think they played that on OV, OVW television. That's what Jr. said. That's amazing. There you go. I, I, and they I, all make sense not, now. I'm not going to go any further with with her. I have stories, but you're going to have to wait for the Kid Zombie shoot interview to hear those. Okay. Okay. I'll wait for the. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or if you're up here in July, I'll, I'll share them with you personally. Okay, thank but, you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that 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 girl, she's uh, she's no longer here. She's married with a cornet. They're living in Louisville, and they're they're happy as far as I know. It, you know, this oh. is a strange business, isn't it? It really is. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the 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 best story of that. In 1996, I drove from Phoenix to Las Vegas to see NWF Wrestling, I think it was. Uh, I think that was it. NWC. Uh, NWC, that's it. Okay. The main, event on that car, the main event on that car was Cactus Jack versus Sabu and like a Lumberjack match. Okay, so we, I drove from Phoenix to Las Vegas just to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2002, Sabu is sitting in my living room after a show, um, and we're watching uh, wrestling videos. That's how weird wrestling is, right there. A guy now, that you, you now was was that the match where Cactus Jack dove on him on top of a blackjack table? I I believe that they brawled out into the into the yeah you know I, yeah so. that was that was on the NWC Total Chaos commercial videotape. God, yeah. I'm a geek. Oh my yeah. God, I'm a geek. Bob Van Dam and uh, Bob Bradley as Aerial Express. Oh, they were such a great team. Yep. They were yep. so good. Yep. Oh, my God. And you know what, though? I'm such a geek, but if I wasn't married, it wouldn't get laid. But. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Now, let's uh, let's see. Where shall we go? Well, we'll talk about it. How did you get hooked up with, uh, with my home promotion, Fog City? Oh, how did that happen? You know what? Um, the... I think that it was supposed to be um, the New York knockout, Nikki against Angel. And I believe uh, Angel was unable to show up. I am a uh, huge St. Louis Cardinal fan, which I'm sure has alienated most anybody who likes me. Um, uh, and I'm, I actually follow the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team pretty religiously uh, when they come to California. Um and actually, I'm going to I'm going to Boston to see him at Fenway Park, so I'm sure that's a lot awesome. of useless knowledge. Um, and uh, so, anyhow, uh, I'm not a groupie, but I, I like the Cardinals. So uh, I was actually going to be up there to see the Cardinals and Giants, and he had um, 
he had actually uh, canceled or didn't wasn't able to show up, and uh, I took his spot. So it was kind of ironic how it all happened. And uh, uh, and I tell you what, uh, the Fox City shows. For those of you who have not gone, please make an effort to go. It was a lot of fun. A lot of great people. What a vibe and what a building. I was really beautiful really building. Huh? It. It's a nightclub and it's, I, it's a fantastic. beautiful building. It's fantastic oh. and and it's got it's got that wrestling vibe to it that you just mm-hmm. you can't really duplicate and uh, or, or replicate uh, generically. It, it's got a great feel to it. The fans are are uh, are really into it and they're really great and they were literally from match one to to the last match were into it totally and. Uh, uh, it was a great time, and I uh, was really happy to see a lot of a lot of old friends there. Okay, the owners of Fog City are listening to this show, so guys, don't take offense to what I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> the 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 last show, um, they didn't draw as much as they did the two shows before, um, and the crowd was rabid. But the month before, it was just insane. It was five mm-hmm. times the heat that that you felt. And wow! The, it, it, it's it's an intimate building. It holds 350. That's fire code, 350. Mm-hmm. And they pack them in. And mm-hmm. they the guys at Fog City know how to put a show together. They they've done their homework. They've learned the business properly. And that's why. Yeah, I mean, sure they pay me, but. Also, I vouch for them, and I consider them family, and I wouldn't – there are other companies up here that have offered sponsorships, and I chose not to because I wanted to get in bed with, with Caesar and Stevie because of the way they do business. And there was not one hitch at the show, nothing, yeah. no problems Yeah, it, it's all. really like a great thing, and, and as someone who is uh, – who is, put on many shows uh, in PWG, I can honestly say, like, it was a very smoothly run show, and, and uh, I was very impressed by that. A lot of a lot of people there helping, which, you know, I, I'm always a big fan of, um, and a lot of, like, you could tell there was a lot of passion there, and a lot of people who really wanted, really wanted to prove something, you know, that's one thing that, that you know, you, you can tell shows that, you know, they're just they're doing what they can or whatever, but this I, this promotion w- was really good in the sense that they had everything together. They had a really good like video crew. There was a lot, you know, the lighting crew was amazing. It really was a great vibe, and and uh, and I was really really impressed by that. And uh, you know, like I said, as someone who's who's done shows uh, for PWG and and put on a lot of shows. In, in a lot of ways, I was really envious that there was there was that much production uh, to those shows, and and uh, it, it is very it's quite clear that they're trying to you know make themselves number one in, in Northern California, and uh, I think they're well on their way. Yep, I, I have to agree. It's I could I could say it until I'm blue in the face. It's just it's something completely different, and you you get that vibe. You're right, brother. You know the vibe with the fans. Everybody is so hot from the opening match to, you know, to the main event all the way through. And they are taking a chance in July. On July 5th, they're they're going to run their first show at the Keysar Auditorium, which is a mm-hmm. larger venue. Um, they hopefully they draw well um, with the talent that they have on top, with the matches that they have on top. 
and the stories that have been built with those matches, they should be able to. And mm-hmm. I'm 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 hoping that they would run the Kizar every three months, um, and the two months in between run at the cell space. You build up through the cell space, and then you have your your bigger quote unquote pay per view at the larger venue. I hope that they go that way. Caesar out there, and Steve, I know you're listening. Please keep that keep that in mind. Um, just because I think that the way that they're going about writing their product, their stories make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> as far as see the the show before you, they had a falling out with the Samoan family, which mm-hmm. you know obviously Samoans are big on family, so mm-hmm. that's 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 what they're trying to draw, use to draw in July, and mm-hmm. it'll work. So yeah. Absolutely, and, and that's what PW. That's what definitely what PWG did is we would have like you know our what we would call like our house shows. You know, we just kind of do uh, our things. Um, they're obviously cheaper shows because you're not you know bringing in you're not flying in everybody you know from everywhere. Uh, but then we'd have our All Star Weekends, which would be double shots. You know, that's why we would put those together. Uh, we our DDT four, which is our tag team tournament. Um, uh, and then we'd have the Battle of Los Angeles. So it's like everything kind of built up to it. And uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's the, that's absolutely the way to do it. And, and you know, people get their fix of your product, but then they know that there's always something to look forward to. And it it, it, it builds excitement. And, and, and quite honestly, it's like I, I don't root against other promotions from running. I really firmly believe that, that wrestling breeds wrestling. It's if wrestling is is good, if wrestling is you know is is if people want to go see it and there's a lot of it, I think it breeds other stuff you know other wrestling too. It helps everybody. So uh, when wrestling has a down period, it, it affects everybody. So and a lot of people are like, oh God, why isn't this drawing? It's because everybody's kind of down on it because they see what else is going on. And uh, so yeah, it's it, it, sometimes you're fighting a losing battle sometimes, uh, especially in LA when there's so much to do, but. Uh, I know that that the crowds are a lot different up there, and uh, they're uh, and they they I see a lot of this kind of like same faces out there. So that you have a very good fan base as well. Yeah, I mean the 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 last in, in March, I mean there were there were fans that were doing the double shots. You know that were yeah. <laughs> you know they were going from show to show. It's like a, right, wow, man, that's right. Insane. Um, well, let's let's talk about uh, you brought her up. Uh, She's a sweetheart, and you know I have a soft spot in my heart for Nikki. I have her booked for my birthday bash next Saturday. Um, you had you had a match with her at Fog City, and I know that you've worked with her before down south for Epic, if I remember right. Uh, it was actually I. Uh, it was actually AWS. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Breath. It was Bart. I'm yeah. Uh, she wrestled with somebody close. else, another guy, and uh, she wrestled with, like Mike oh. Rain. Uh, Cholo. She's wrestled Cholo and she's wrestled yeah. Mike Rain for Epic. Uh, she's also wrestled uh, quite a few. And I, in a lot of ways, I, and, I, and I've told her this before, it, there's very few girls on the West Coast for her to wrestle. Um, so she has to really wrestle, uh, you know, a lot of guys in a lot of sense, and you know, it'll only make her better. Um, and but the, the, there's not a lot. There's a very slim pickings, and and uh, that's another thing that I'm a little down on WWE about is they've really made women's wrestling um, 
a non-entity. It's it's like it's just like a throwaway thing. And uh, the, you know, when I watch like tapes of like uh, all Japan women or, or you know Arsian or you know all that stuff, or even the girls, you know the lucha girls that are so they they do some amazing stuff too. And it's like there's really no place uh, for American women wrestlers to do. You know, they, they can wrestle, you know, to do things. Other than, and, other than Shimmer, but I have to give TNA credit. I, I can't stand their product as far as the males are concerned, but they are doing the right thing with the girls. Interesting. They are, you know, they are doing, you know, pretty good work with, with, with the women. Um, now, I was going to bring this up. Um, I've seen Nikki work with Sumi Sakai, mm-hmm. and I've seen her work with you. I've seen her work with Cholo, and... For some reason, I seem, I think that she has better matches with the boys than the girls, and I don't know. Do you think she's got to try to keep up with you guys, or she doesn't have a problem with getting hit? Ah, that's, uh, that's a good question. I or I think, or she gets off on getting hit. I you know <laughs> that that I'm not sure of. You're not gonna ask her on that one. Um, okay, oh, I plan I on it. That, Believe me. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> She, remember, she's a tough broad. She she might knock you in the in the face. Uh, she here, here's the thing. I and I I always think to myself when you get in the wrestling ring, there really is no gender issue. It's not like she's a girl, you're a guy. Obviously, obviously that you know you see that on the on the outside, but you have to be pretty damn tough to get between those ropes and uh, and take all your training and all everything that you got inside and put it out there in front of everyone and then put it against an opponent, you know, you know, that could be twice as big as you, you know? So I really, that's the one thing I always try to stress that you're not, I always say, I'm not a guy when I get in the ring. I'm, you're not a girl when you get in the ring, we're wrestlers and you have to, you know, throw that all away. And, you have to be as tough as you are. In fact, double tough. You have a lot to prove. And, and uh, you know, me being 200 pounds, I have, you know, just as much to prove as I think that she does. It's like, you know, I've wrestled, you know, guys that are, you know, 300 pounds, 350, you know, before. And, it, like, you have to carry your own weight, you know, in those matches. So um, that's always something I always try to tell her is, is that, um, you know, it, it is really you against the world, you know. So it's like everything that you get from all this, you deserve because you've really, you know, you've taken the time and, and you've put in the effort and uh, you deserve to reap all of its benefits. So, yeah, it's it's, it's weird in that respect, but uh, I wish there was a, a better women's division, let's say, just so we could have some really intriguing matchups because, Wrestling is all about parity. You know, you like to see awesome matchups. And usually when, when people see, like, a guy versus girl, they usually think that, you know, it, it's lopsided. But, you know, I've known – the girls that are in wrestling, all I know is they, they're, not, uh, they're not softies, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I've wrestled, uh, um, I would say, probably, like, more than a handful of girls in, in my career. And Can none of them – I've, you know what? She's, I, no, I, I actually, she wasn't in a match. I wrestled Human Tornado, but she wound up getting involved. <laughs> but, uh, but so I, I can't, but, but she's as tough as anybody too. So it's like, 
I've wrestled Sarah Del Rey. I've wrestled Melissa. Um, I've wrestled uh, Nikki, as we spoke about before. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like, but all those girls are, you know, double tough, you know. So it's like I'm, um, that's the thing. It, it takes, uh, it takes a special woman to actually climb, you know, between those ropes. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I put I put Nikki up there in the same classes as Melissa and uh, Sarah Del Rey, um, Mickey Knuckles, Mischief. Um, where yeah. I don't cons- I don't consider them women. I consider them pro wrestlers. That's and it. it and doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what they got in their shorts or not. They could go out there and they can entertain people. Um, mm-hmm. Either you know, going out and, you know, doing a stronger style or a comedy match or whatever. Um, and it's it's really not fair that these girls, you know, they're really not – well, now things are changing, you know, with with the Shimmer product and TNA pushing the girls. But the thing is, it's, it's sad with all the talent that's up in New York. I mean, Mickey James is a beyond talented worker. She is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And Beth Phoenix – um, Victoria, there's all kinds of talent up there. It's just, uh, you know, they. It, it's not about how pretty you are, you know. It's about what you can go out there and do, mm-hmm. you know. But that's that's just my opinion. But let's, yeah. let's get off that one. Let's get off that gender subject. Um, <laughs> those that are listening, um, the stream is not streaming, but we are still recording. Um, do you still want to hang out and talk for a little while? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, cool, cool. Because uh, the blog talk site, it, it only lets me record for two hours uh, on a live stream, but it continues to record for oh, another fantastic. 20 minutes. Sure. Cool. So, uh, <clears throat> so how did you uh, you guys decide to start up Pro Wrestling Gorilla? At the when we were doing Revolution Pro, uh, we wanted to. We, being the guys in the group, wanted to. Uh, um, actually, no. This is all, this is before all that. Um, so it would be like you know, Super Dragon, Excalibur, uh, Rising Sun, and Mr. Excitement. Most of the guys that were in the group at that time. Um, we wanted to do bigger, bigger shows. Uh, bring in some extra, some other talent from other places, and kind of take our promotion to the next level. Well, that really didn't happen uh, due to a number of factors. Um, we actually wound up uh, helping uh, another promotion, which was Epic, um, kind of build their like kind of cruiserweight division, and uh, that wound up not not being a uh, not not when I say, I don't want to say failure. It just didn't didn't work out, um, and and that happens, you know, and a lot of businesses go out, you know, it's like they we gave it our best effort. But at about, at about 2003, we could kind of tell that Revolution Pro wasn't going to be lasting too much longer, and it was still kind of running kind of sporadically. And uh, we decided that, you know what, um, Super Dragon, uh, myself, Excalibur, we... Uh, we started like talking about doing some other shows, and 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 then uh, Joey Ryan, who was uh, wrestling uh, uh, around, and we kind of got to know Scott Loss was his friend, uh, and then we also had Top Gun Tall War as well that was that wanted to get involved. So, just out of the sheer luck of it, you know, it was like six workers uh, decided to kind of put our funds together and just put on one show and see how it went. 
um, the it wound up going a lot better and a lot smoother and a lot uh, and it was well received. And so we did our second show, and actually the second third show, because that's when we kind of started like, oh, we need uh, a champion. So we just kind of put it together and kind of worked out. And uh, next thing you know, and we're in we're we're into it a year, we're into it two years and three years, and we're going to Europe and and uh, you know, internet kind of really built us. And I think the thing that really kind of helped us, or kind of, but uh, actually kept us alive was we didn't really rely on gate receipts. We relied on getting our product out there, uh, making a good product as far as DVDs went, and um, that started spreading like wildfire. And uh, we just put together really great matches from top to bottom, and we just kind of stuck with it. It was just one of those things. And at that time, New Japan was putting on shows, and no one really gave us a chance. They're saying, like, there's no way that six workers, you know, can sustain a promotion while New Japan's in town. And uh, we outlasted that. And uh, no, disrespected New Japan. Um, it's just, that's, an, that's another thing. It's just kind of, uh, New Japan just didn't really do anything out here. And, and um, we just kind of stuck along. And all of a sudden, we had a really huge following. And, you know, and, People started knowing about us. In fact, when I went to Japan in 2004, nobody knew about PWG, but when I went there in 2005, I had people coming up to me asking me to get booked on PWG. So, a lot, uh, you know, that's how wrestling is. It's, uh, it's a cycle. And uh, I actually left PWG at the beginning of this year, and, um, and uh, you know, I hope they're more successful without me, you know, quite frankly. And... Uh, uh, I don't harbor any uh, ill will towards them. It's just you know, things things change. And uh, but yeah, that's kind of a short little story about how it all happened. Yeah. Um. When 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 you guys launched Gorilla, it was something different. Um. As far as the the West Coast was, um. I follow the product currently, um. But I I don't watch the product. Do you, you understand? Oh, absolutely. Okay, just just no, you know what's going uh, on, but you don't watch the. You don't yeah, I, I just have too much stuff on my plate, and and believe me, I understand that. You know, and it's it's kind of turning turning me away as well, where I'm not motivated to go out of my way to see it, um, because I feel that they should be pushing more of the local guys as opposed to outside talent. But that's that's a whole different thing. And well, let, but, me, um, let me give you a quick give you a quick little perspective on that. Sure, please. Okay, okay. Uh, a lot of people say that. Um, the unfortunate part of, the, of all that is um, we, we actually started a High Spots deal with HighSpots.com. Um, like, I would say a little bit into our first year, I think it was. Tango and Cash, I think, was the first show, if I remember right. No, no, it, it, no it was actually, uh, we, we started, I think, um, maybe, maybe it was maybe it was into the first year a little bit. It was like, but it was like the first year. Cause I remember like Tango and Cash. The tag team tournament wasn't on there. Oh, it was. It was short. It was shortly after that. So mm-hmm. with with our high spots deal came we had to make DVDs uh, and shows that sold to a nationwide audience. So yes, we we could have 
and, and quite frankly, our budget would have really, really helped in this respect. Um, we had to book a lot of matches that would sell nationally, and um, we really uh, we really stuck to that. So yeah, that's the reason why maybe we had maybe just a few local matches opposed to uh, you know nat- matches that would feature like the TNA guys at that time, uh, a lot of the bigger guys at that time, uh, because we were trying to you know basically fulfill our role in in that. So. That was that's kind of like an angle that a lot of people don't really realize that you know, whereas uh, a local match uh, in California and and uh, would have been you know great and and we kind of were kind of stuck to um, making bigger matches uh, because of our deal and and that, that's the, that was the price of making that deal um, and uh, yeah we we've always tried to stay true to our, you know, our SoCal roots, but um, that was kind of the, the unfortunate reality of, of it all that we, you know, uh, yes, it, it, we're trying to sell DVDs, but, you know, we're also trying to keep that balance as well. So, I mean, I think that's something that a lot, of, not a lot of people put into the equation. Okay. Um, if I offended you, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I, I believe me. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I hear it's people just... say that a lot, and I always try to, uh, I try to clear that up because I think, that's kind of like a, a rap on PWG that that's kind of un, kind of unfair, and I don't think people really know that angle of it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I mean, believe me, if we could book local talent, it would definitely help our budget. Well, not our budget, but the PWG budget. Right. Okay. Um, do you uh, do you follow any other indies in Southern California at all? Um, I don't. I mean, I know I know what's going on with most. Every wrestling promotion here. I don't maybe not know the storylines, but I know who wrestles where and and uh, what goes on. Uh, have you heard anything um, anything exciting about uh, the San Diego scene at all? You know what? Um, this uh, San Diego is actually uh, is it Oceanside Pro? Oceanside. I, I think I think that's it. They they've actually invited me to be on their shows quite a few times, and uh, uh, I've the, never... the Lucha Group, Oscar. Um, I don't. Uh, no, I mean... Or SoCal Pro. Maybe that's it. Maybe the SoCal Pro. Maybe that's okay. Maybe yeah, that's, that's uh, I... SoCal Pro is uh, owned by Jeff Dino, who also owns WrestleWarehouse.com, my other sponsor. Okay, Indeed. okay. So maybe maybe that's I it. I've know. I've also I wrestled on. Uh, uh, Viva La Lucha down there that was really really outstanding that I don't think it runs anymore. Um, no. Yeah, but San Diego actually has a very good wrestling scene. In fact, it's I started. Yeah, I, I I actually started doing CCW shows for Charles Gibbs back in uh, the late nineties. So um, I'm actually pretty familiar with it. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah. B boy TNT Jason Redondo. Yeah, but, uh, you boys, know what? Uh, 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 Baby Slim. It was just weird to reminisce about that. He was Big Tony, the security guard there. Uh, there you go. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of good people have come out of that scene. You know, San Diego is starting. You know, they're 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 growing. Their scene is growing. There there are three quote unquote major companies down there now: SoCal Pro Wrestling, New Wave Pro Wrestling, and LLII, which is the Lucha promotion that right. Angel works for from time to time and it seems that 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 scene is it's it's growing and it's 
It's separating itself from, quote-unquote, SoCal, because you mentioned SoCal, people think, you know, AWS and, and Gorilla and Epic, right. but there's, you know, there's more California below those places. You know, they're, the San Diego scene is, is really thriving, and I have to give credit where credit is due. The NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Adam Pierce, I think it's his personal mission in life is to make that scene, you know, larger than life. Because Adam, Adam, when he is in town on the weekends, and if SoCal is running a show, he will defend his title on that show. And he is a hometown boy. He's from San Diego. That's right. Um, well, I mentioned it. What do you think of the champ, Adam Pierce? Adam Pierce. I know Adam Pierce. I wrestled him on the very second PWG show. Uh, I wrestled him in the uh, Badass Mother 3000 uh, tournament and uh, uh, came up on the losing end. Uh, Adam Pierce is a, a really great guy that I'm really glad that I got to know. And, man, if there's anybody who uh, embodies uh, everything about pro wrestling uh, that I love, uh, it's Adam Pierce. I mean, he, I mean, I'm a big Ric Flair mark, you know, and I, uh, mm-hmm. since uh, back in the day. And and Adam is is definitely cut from the same mold. And uh, and yeah, he's a great guy. And, and uh, uh, we've we've had a couple matches uh, together. And uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, and and it, it surprises me very little that that he's uh, made his his, uh, his mission to uh, to take over that area and. Uh, and good for him. It's, uh, San Diego's beautiful this time of year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I, I can add him to not Flair, but more Harley Race, where oh, he's, yeah. he's extremely believable in the ring, and he, he carries himself as, as a champion. You know, he constantly he's a gentleman on and off the air. I've had him on the show and I've spoken with him off the air as well, and he is a true professional. And, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know, they, they couldn't have a, a better guy carrying that belt because he can go out there and have a good match with anybody. I mean, I've, right. I've seen him, you know, pretty much, you know, uh, who's who in San Diego, and, and he's just an exceptional talent. Um, yep. So... Have you been contacted at all to uh, come down and work any shots in San Diego at all? Yeah, you know what they have. Um, I, I, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, as I as I mentioned before, it's kind of hard. I I I'm also have a, like a six year old son, so it's like you know this is these are the days I'm, I I don't really want to keep a full schedule of of uh, of wrestling like I used to. I used to. Uh, I used to be in the car all weekend, and you know, I I train during the week, and then you know, on the weekend I go try to do every single show I could, and then uh, I guess that's a, just not in me anymore. That's why I get to pick and choose. But they they've asked me before uh, if I if I happen to be down there or I see a time when I can be down there. They've actually offered me, and and, and you know, a big thank you goes out to them uh, for asking me. Uh, uh, but yeah, you never know. You never know. I might pop in once in a while and say hello and and uh, do my thing. That would be a lot of fun, actually. Okay, uh, we're going to uh, discuss a man who doesn't get the proper respect that he deserves. Um, he's one of my personal favorites, uh, Scott Lost. Um, what do you think is think of Scott as an in-ring talent 
and then there's a man outside of the ring. Very, very uh, ironic that you speak of him. I was just down last week uh, with Scott Lost. Um, I was following my beloved Cardinals in San, in uh, San Diego and took him to a took him to a game, and we discussed at length a lot of things about uh, about wrestling. And uh, we're actually pretty good friends, and and uh, we discussed actually how kind of kind of his place in the business right now and where he's going, what he's doing, and and. Uh, he told me that he thinks that he only has like two more years of, you know, basically what he wants to do um, in wrestling, and uh, this, which is exciting because if, if he has two more years, man, he's and he's going to. Uh, if I know Scott, he's he's going to make them the best two years ever. Uh, I don't. I, quite frankly, you know, I know as a wrestler we never quit, but uh, uh, so he'll be around for a while. But you know, if he's saying that two years is it, then. Than Sobia, but Scott is. This is this was something that we said back. Uh, I think it was the second Revolution J tournament. Mister Excitement wrestled him, and one of the things that we said about him: here's a guy who moves so great in the ring. He's athletic. He's everything he does is spot on, and he really, really. Uh, I mean, he, you can tell that his favorite wrestler is Bret Hart, and. It's not that he tries to be him. I think that he tries to be what Bret Hart was, which was uh, which was the, the excellence of execution, and that's what Scott's all about. And that's why he's maybe not seen as a main event wrestler, but he's a guy who you could put him with anyone, and he will not only shine, but he will make his opponent look excellent. Um, he is, and he'll always put on a good match. I don't think I've ever seen a bad Scott Loss match. And he's, uh, right now I think that he's in a little downturn as far as uh, uh, PWG goes, only because he's, um, and, and who would think that, you know, when him and Joey were, were teamed up and, and uh, were actually given the, the PWG championship, when uh, I think it was uh, Davey Richards and Super Dragon couldn't defend them, um, that they would go on such a losing streak like they did. Um, but but it wasn't. It's not due to the fact of of the talents of those two men. It's just uh, you know we all go through slumps. But Scott is is fantastic. I've always loved wrestling Scott, and uh, I think that he's very underrated in in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um... I I took a family trip this past March to San Diego, and I went to a New Wave Pro Wrestling show um, because they're friends of mine that that own it, and Scott was on the card, and he was booked with Ariel Starr, and this was Ariel Starr's biggest match. You know, Ariel Starr's a kid. You know, he's barely 20-something, and I was was there before before, uh, they opened the doors, and, you know, they were working things out, and you you just you look at Scott and next to him is Ariel Starr, Henry, and it's it's Henry sitting under the learning tree. You yeah. know, he's just this is how we put it together, this is what we're gonna do, boom, 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 boom. And then they had the match and they tore it down. It was the match of the night as far as I was concerned. And right. you know, um <clears throat> Scott Scott went over, but Scott made Ariel Starr Made him a made him a star as far as all these other fans in the in in the in the uh, 
in the arena were concerned, um, because they actually thought that that Henry had a chance to beat him, and it was mm-hmm. it was such a great match that the, you know that they put together, and they they told such a great story. And you know the thing is, whether he's a baby, he's a heel, whatever, Scott is just so talented, and he just doesn't get the respect that he deserves. You know, mm-hmm. he should be. He should be working for Marquez in the NWA Pro. I mean, he he should be, you know, doing all these shots, and you know, touring and and whatnot. And you know, I, I just hope that you know, like you said, those next couple of years, hopefully that he can you know keep keep, you know, sharing. You know, I mean, that's what that's that's what you guys do. You guys share mm-hmm. your heart and your souls with us. Mm-hmm. You know, and there those of us that appreciate it. You know, and and I make it make it a point to to thank. Thank workers, you know. Thank you. I, I mm-hmm. make it a point because I mean, sure, you know, you guys like the money, you like the payday, but I'm pretty sure you like it too when a fan comes up and says, "Hey, hey, thank you." You know, I I enjoyed your match. You entertained me. And you know what? God, the 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 whole humble. the whole money thing is, is kind of weird because we don't make a lot of money. We well, we we put a lot. Money. Yeah, and and, and <laughs> think about back how gas is now. I mean, nobody's making money. So, uh, so yeah, it, it really does mean a lot when someone comes up to you and says, "Hey, man, thanks for your effort, and thank you for taking the time out, and thank you for entertaining me." And uh, that means a lot. That goes a long way. No, I, I, I make I make it a point, make it make it a point whether you know whether I'm I'm at the show you know as a fan or I'm at the show conducting my business or whatever. But I I I make it a point to show the respect because you know you guys are there for me. You know, you're there to entertain me, and you know it's it, it's it's very important. You know that that the young younger kids breaking in are you know they're they're akin to this, and and they're being taught properly. Like there are a few schools in in California now that are teaching the kids the the whole business and how to be a professional. And you know, <clears throat> now as far as schools, um, have you ever? trained anyone or or have a hand in training anyone you know uh whenever i go to training uh i do help out uh in fact i have uh charles mercury and, and king faviano run a show in a uh, uh, school in stanton and um whenever i can i i help out um i try to stay clear of actually exclusively training anybody you know i'll, I'll throw in my my tips here and there uh but yeah, it's 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 difficult because um, you don't want to step on the on the feet of the people who actually run the school and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I try to I try to throw in things where I can and and help people out. Um, uh, but I've kind of backed off of that a little bit, you know. As, um, a lot of uh, there's a lot of young people out there that are are trying, and they I get asked all the time like, where should I train? Where should I train? And it's kind of, it's not as uh there's not a lot of places out there uh as many as there was in like 2002 2003 mm-hmm. uh when when things were going great uh to train uh PWG's always talked about starting a uh, a training school that never really panned out just cuz it's hard to get a place you know in uh, uh in LA you know it costs a lot a lot of a big, big investment but yeah i mean i never really uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw in my two cents here and there, but uh, as far as training anybody exclusively, never really done that. Okay, well, b- before we wrap it up, we're going to uh, play the 
actually, before we do that, <clears throat> now, hypothetically, in five months, I'm going to book in an independent show, and I'm going to have you as the semi-main event in a singles match, and I'm going to leave it up to you to pick and choose who your opponent for that evening would be. Now, they would have to be independent. They cannot be under contract to WWE or TNA. Who would you like to bring in, and it could be worldwide? Hmm. That is interesting. Okay, worldwide. And then I'll give you my answer. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh boy, I could go. I I could go a lot of ways. Here. I could go comedy. I could, or comedy in my answer. I could go comedy uh, as far as wrestler. I could go as far as all time dream here. Hmm. In hmm. other words, what what match would make you as a fan say, "Hey, okay, I'm gonna pop down my money." What's it gonna be? Interesting. This is well, I tell you, question. yeah, it really it really is. Um, and I was gonna mention him a lot earlier, and uh, he was actually really the 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 precursor or the, the a person who really had a huge influence on me, and it just popped into my head earlier. Um, and uh, that would be Latin Lover. <laughs> Latin Lover versus a disc, disco machine. Uh, he was actually before uh, Magnum Tokyo, before any, uh, any of the dance. Well, I mean, yeah, he was uh, mm-hmm. before Alex yeah, he Wright. Was, he was Pena's boy, and you know, but that's it. Something different. You know what? Uh, yeah. I, you know what? To be honest, I would not book that up here. Okay. <laughs> I would, uh, I would, I would bring that match to San Diego. Yeah, that, that would be, yeah, that's a, that's a very good call right there. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't book it here. Um, Is Ray Stevens still around? Oh, hey now. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, 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 that was my dad's favorite worker growing up. Uh, he, he, he would make a star out of me. <laughs> oh, He's amazing. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, are you were you surprised about the reaction you got when you when you showed up at Fog City with the disco ball and and all that? I you know what I I don't I don't know. It's kind of weird. I never really know how to gauge reactions. Uh, I I I always think that when I walk out there, no one's gonna know who I am. Uh, maybe that's just me. Uh, but I, I always think that wrestling is like, you know, if. I remember going to Las Vegas one time, and um, you know, I, I I was starting to get pretty well known in, in Southern California. And when I went up there, nobody knew me. Uh, you know, they were really like almost as much as said that you know, oh, you know, Glenn uh, Gilberti did did it so much better, or you know, just like all the things that they were saying and stuff like that. And it was like, oh, and it's just like you're you find out kind of your worth, you know, like, you know, oh, you're you're a big fish in a in a in a small pond, you know. But when you go to another city, you're nobody. Um and so uh when I went up there, I it's been a while since, you know, I, I know that the wrestling society X stuff was seen by a lot of the hardcore people. I mean, a lot of wrestling fans would watch that, but I didn't think anybody really watched it, but um yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised that, that some people, and those who didn't know, didn't know me or kind of, uh, you know, kind of said something. I, I believe I went down and gave one guy a lap dance, and therefore, was, I, you know. That was hilariously funny. Yeah. That was so, great. I mean, I, I kind of made my made my mark uh, there, and, you know, maybe he didn't know me, but not, then he knows me. Um, 
but yeah, I mean that that is the kind of thing. So I don't really know how to gauge those things uh, because well, it's a blur out there I, I for me. The reaction, the the reaction, I think could have been stronger, but there were technical issues as far as the lighting, and I was trying to get the lighting guy's attention. You know, mm. you need to uh, put the light on the disco ball. Um, All right. <laughs> you know, but other than that, but I think that the, the next time you come out, they'll, you know, the ducks will be in order, and you know, you'll get the light on the disco ball, and you will get the whole effect. Um, right, right. But yeah, I think I think that the gimmick will get over. Huge here. I think it will. Um, just, I mean, I'm born and raised in San Francisco, and it'll work. Um, well, I know, I know that in ABW, I, I was really, you know, the the one thing that's really great about uh, about Disco Machine is, is the fact that um, I've been really blessed in the fact that either you love me or you hate me. I, I'm no one really has uh, just like an indifferent opinion on me, which I've been really blessed with, and. And I know there's a lot of wrestlers who, you know, would love to get either one of those reactions um, and get really nothing. And uh, so, yeah, so I've been really blessed with, you know, the fact that uh, the fact that there is a reaction either way. So it all works out. Mm. And and Northern California crowds are are, are very. I, I think I think they tend to not like me a lot more than uh, than other places. But that's all good. Well, just uh, put it in your shtick, and you know. That's it. Use 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 what you got. Um That's well, it. before we before we end up end the uh in the interview here, we're gonna play the name game. Alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a name and I want your first thoughts. Okay. Alright. Antonio Pena. Uh his uh his genius with characters and in uh and and vision uh enabled me to be a professional wrestler. Hmm. Good answer. Uh, let's see, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. Uh, another reason why I was able to do everything I did in wrestling, and I owe him uh, a lot of gratitude. Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky, uh, mm-hmm. a man who, well, then a boy who was training uh, in the uh, Rudos Dojo and has really, really exceeded. Uh, even the even the things that I thought that he could do, he's amazing and uh, he has a very long and fruitful career. And I will be facing him, or uh, I think no, I will be teaming with him and Lucha Vovum. Yes, um, Scorp has got a career highlight match coming up on the 21st of June. He is challenging for the NWA World Heavyweight Title in San Diego mm-hmm. for SoCal Pro Wrestling, and nice. that match is going to be. Fucking amazing! Yeah, uh, please go. Pierce can bring it, and you know, Scorp. What, what, what can you say about him? Another um, guy who doesn't let down. Oh man, I've I've yet to see a bad Scorpio Sky match. That's true. That's true. You know, I mean, they, they they're not all five star classics, but geez, I never fell asleep. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up, Super Dragon. Super Dragon is a a man who is. Beat the crap out of me, um, both in and out of the ring, and uh, has really taught me a lot about wrestling, and uh, and is not a as bad a guy as everyone wants to make him out to be. Um, you know, he's uh, and he's really the reason why PWG uh, has had all of its success. Mm-hmm. 
I, I have to agree with you on that one. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't think that I don't think that there's a better storyteller in the ring because it's amazing the story that he can tell, even though he's wearing a mask. It's, yep. He's just the way he strings this shit together. It's just you know, it, it's like like a painter. You know, he's holding his yep. brush and he's just amazing. There's no one that can touch him and just great talent. Um, another another guy. I mean, even if it's a, you know, you think it's a dud, he doesn't have bad matches either. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> All right, let's, uh, El Generico. El Generico, I've been trying to fight for him to be on Lucha Vavum forever, and it just doesn't work out. El Generico, another great guy in the ring, an even better guy out of the ring. Um, he is amazing. His talent, uh, supersedes everything. And actually, him and Kevin Steen, when they came into PWG, that took us to the next level uh, uh-huh. when they came in. Absolutely. Yeah, they were really, really good. good. Absolutely. Have Have you seen any uh, generico footage from Dragon Gate? I sure have. And oh, boy. He's, <laughs> his, his work with Pac, who is another outstanding individual, and uh, uh, as I say, I have a big man crush on... on uh, on Pac, he is uh, another guy who uh, we could talk soccer all day long, and uh, I love watching him work. I've never had the pleasure of actually wrestling him, but him and Generico tore it up in Dragon Gate, and I highly recommend uh, getting any of those tapes or, or DVDs 69. from Dragon Gate. Dragon oh, Gate my Infinity goodness. 69. The Ridiculous. Ah, good Ridiculous. stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, let see. The future of SoCal Tag Team Wrestling, the Young Bucks. Speaking of Dragon Gate. <laughs> yes. Now, here's... Okay, these are two guys who were training with RevPro in this early days, and we had a, a little bit of a falling out. And uh, not a falling out. It's just, you know, they were young guys or whatever, and, and that was all well. And here's two guys who, despite that, really um, fought their way, trained their way, wrestled their way to being two of the best damn wrestlers I have ever seen in a long time. And it really made my heart proud when they were finally made it to PWG. Uh, we put all that aside, and their talents finally uh, shined through. And um, and I am so proud of them. It's It's ridiculous, and I told them as much. And uh, I'm really happy for them because they deserve everything that they that they have uh, gotten because they've earned it. Yeah, well, they work hard. They're humble. They know how to present yep. themselves, and, yep. and they're professionals. And I got to give them all the credit in the world. Um, I mean, they're they're doing the Dragon Gate tour. They're being pushed heavily in Gorilla, and they're being pushed by Marquez. Uh, I think they're going to be the next uh, NWA World Tag Champs. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, my personal favorite Japanese pro wrestler, Dick Togo. Dick Togo. I actually met him uh, when I was at a in Osaka at a DDT show, and I was so happy to meet him because um, he is part of the the Michinoku uh, guys. Mm-hmm. That I, I tried to meet all the Michinoku guys. I had Super Delphin. I had. Uh, I think the only person I haven't met is uh, Greg Sasuke. Uh, but Dick Togo is absolutely one of the best wrestlers uh, 
that I did. There's a match from like 1996. It's an eight man. It's uh, it's the same. Uh, it's the same match. I think it was Sasuke and uh, uh, Dynamite Kid versus Mil Muscus. It's, an, it's a ten man. Of, it's a ten man. It's from ten ten ninety six these days. That's it. That's it. And I I implore you, oh. please watch that. And Dick Togo wins with the big senton bomb. Hmm. Isn't he such a dick? He is it, it, that type of a bully. Dick you know, Mania, he, Mania is running wild. Oh, dude. Uh, yes, and then some. Um, <laughs> awesome. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to let you go. We're going to wrap up. We we just scratched the surface. We've got to have you on again. Oh, anytime, anytime. This was this was my pleasure. Disco, I really appreciate you coming on, man. This this was my pleasure. I had a blast. It was fun. My, ple- my pleasure, too. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Anytime. Okay, so... Um, Fans want to contact you or promoters want to book you. Uh, how do they go about finding you? Uh, I, I got my MySpace, myspace.com uh, backslash, backslash disco machine. Um, just do that. And uh, uh, I can't say that I will do them, but I can't, can't say that I won't do them. <laughs> <laughs> tremendous. Tremendous. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on again, brother. It was my pleasure. It was fun. Oh, thank we'll you so to, much. No problem. I have to... Uh, have you on again, and uh, we need to we need to get Ron Rivera on the show. We need a little Rev Pro uh, reunion. Um, I like I've that. Been I like to, that a lot. Trying to get Ron on, but he for some reason won't respond to my emails. Well, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> you know, I, I hear he's got a cushy job, and yep. you know, maybe doesn't have time for us little people anymore. Yep. But all right, brother, it's uh, good having you on the show, and I will. Uh, talk to you hopefully in july hopefully we'll see you in july okay um, if not i will contact you in a couple months to get you back on sounds great thank you so much all right have a good evening brother all right take care man bye-bye all right wow we went 40 minutes over the allotted time so it's going to be a two hour and 40 minute 40 plus minute download show the stream cut off after two hours but fuck it i went an hour and 40 minutes with disco machine um Truly amazing gentleman. Uh, we didn't get into everything, but we got into some things. Um, well, let's run down the sponsors. FogCityWrestling.com, July 5th, San Francisco, Kizar Pavilion. Check out that lineup, FogCityWrestling.com. And our other sponsor would be WrestleWarehouse.com. Uh, Japanese DVDs, Best of DVDs, Lucha DVDs, uh, T-shirts, action figures, masks, all kinds of stuff. Um, let Jeff know that KZ from RubberGuard Radio sent you. And if you want to contact us, that would be myspace.com backslash Radio. Our shows are archived at RubberGuardRadio.com. And if you would like to email me, um, if you're a worker, manager, promoter, fan, hell, anything, you want to talk, you want to give me comments on the show, uh, you can hit me up at the MySpace or you can hit me on my personal email. KidZombie2000 at AOL.com. And we will be back on Tuesday, June 3rd. Well, I'm not quite sure who we have booked for that one. But on Wednesday, June 4th, it will be KZ's 35th birthday bash. I'm going to be turning 35 on the 8th, but I'll be out of town, so we're going to celebrate on the 4th. Uh, so far, I have the New York Knockout Nikki booked and the 
gangster boss himself, Baby Slim. So, and I'm working on a very special guest for the first segment, but that'll do it. Big ups to you, Jeff. Scorpio Sky, congratulations on your uh, big match with Pierce. Thanks for calling in. Dr. Keith and the rest of the guys at Big Vision, congratulations on the hot weekend. And I will talk to you guys next week.